The following is a world-class Bullshitters exclusive. Welcome to World Class Bullshitters, the epitome of pop culture. I'm your host, Jeff Hicks, and with me tonight is the one, the only, Dion Green. Baby, baby, boys and girls, children of all ages, I am proud to present to you World Class Bullshitters. We are back at it again. I'm so happy to be here once again. And remember... If you thought you were having a bad week <laughs> on the banks of the Red Cedar, is a school has come to all. What are they known for, I Dion? I think that Tuck incoming would mean that. Gosh darn. Uh-oh. I'm going to ask you more about that in a minute. Let's get through our introductions first. Say hello to American Ramrod, Kendo Slice. Hey, everybody. I'm glad to be here. I've served my one-week suspension, and uh, I'm ready to get back in the game. And finally, we're joined by our good pal, all the way from the place to be reviewed. Say hello to Etep Wakuyan. It is I, it is he, it is me, P-double-D, Tepokuyan, from the place to be reviews, right here with all of you, and I am glad to be back. And uh, it's good to have Kendo back this week. Um, we have, uh, we have our, our rivalry game out of the way for the season. So, uh, it, it's back to a level playing field as it were, other than, you know, a couple Super Bowls. but Hey, good to be here. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure, man. Now folks, I don't know if you've seen the photos on our Twitter or our Instagram, but Nick is away in New York city at the Ghostbusters firehouse. So check out that information. Uh, do it. Do with what you please with that information. But check out the photos on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us across all the social media platforms to see where WCBS is going to be next. Uh, we'll be in Florida next. So WCBS is going to Halloween Horror Nights 2023. So folks, be on the lookout for content from the event as well as a live stream or so uh, from Nick and I. We're going to get together, maybe review another celebrity alcohol. Who knows? But uh, while we're on the topic of celebrity alcohols, did you guys see? Uh, what celebrity responded back to our first review of our first celebrity alcohol I video? Did. Made me excited. Yeah, dude, I was so excited because it's like, hey, we're going to try this new thing here on the channel. And then they responded right away. So, folks, if you don't know, Steve Lemmy from Broken Lizard, a.k.a. the founder founder of Rhino Dart, uh, liked our review. And so we talked to him as well as the Rhino Dart official page. So we'll tell you more about that in the future. But folks, go over to our Instagram as well as our Twitter and check out the video of us trying Rhino Dart. You'll be very surprised with what we say because we were very surprised with what we drank. Dion, as the other bullshitter in the room that had Rhino Dart, how good was that? That was incredibly good. Usually a lot of uh, <clears throat> a lot of celebrity stuff is 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 okay to maybe a little bit less than okay um and that was delicious it was definitely it was definitely up there in terms of celebrity endorsed or celebrity uh produced stuff it was it was really good i was and it was a relief because obviously everyone knows this channel we uh we fucking love broken lizards so that helped but damn man it was my band's got something cooking in that kitchen boy yeah uh Kendo, we we saved you a can, so when we get together, yay! Yours. Just mail it to me. Well, that's Nick. Nick's got the can, so he will. I'm sure, you can mail beer in the mail. I don't think it's beer technically. It's an agave-based uh, tequila drink, but it was delicious. Yeah. All right, sorry. Right. We'll just Nick can put it in the mailbox, and then they'll think it's a bomb, and Nick will go to jail. <laughs> You're a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> You're a good friend. I'll visit him in jail. I'm not above that. Yeah, you motherfucker. If you get him in there, you better be in there with him. 
Put the goddamn file in the cake, sir. <laughs> but here, Nick, you got a keister to this, but you'll, you, it'll help you get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not as good as a key, but I mean, it's as close as we're going to get. Now, folks, we start today's show off like we always do with some new patrons. So today we have some new patrons to announce and welcome to the community. Uh, first off, our friend That Gaming Challenge, or sorry, That Gaming Changeling joined our Patreon page. So thank you, That Gaming Changeling. And our friend Holland joined at the $20 tier. So he is a world-class bullshitter. Over on Patreon, uh, you can contact us directly. We'll respond back to you with all sorts of stuff. But we give you bonus content all the time. We gave you an extra two-hour episode uh, today, actually. That just dropped. We have our draft uh, pick party. I guess that's what you want to call it. Our first like pre-week draft. And then we have uh, the License to Kill commentary coming. I want to sync it up to the movie so everyone can watch along at home. So that'll be available this weekend to you guys. But folks, World Class BS on Patreon. Follow us. Find our backlog. We have thousands of hours of content. We've had a lot of fun. We passed out a lot on air. If you want to see WCBS talk about topics that we can't necessarily talk about on YouTube as we fight this algorithm, well then go over to Patreon.com right now. It's just a couple bucks a month, and you get access to all sorts of stuff. So, Kendo, Dion, yes, how are your uh, your drafts looking? Uh, or your well, seasons, my... I should say. I'm good. Yep, they're looking good. The uh, I, for whatever reason forgot that we were doing it so it auto draft a lot but overall i think i'm doing pretty good uh made some moves picked up some guys to stash for later um sadly my quarterback was the quarterback in the battle for ohio that was about as what you expect from the battle of ohio uh so i was worried but also as long as no masseuses are coming to the mix i should be good for the rest of the season yeah i no go ahead i almost picked aaron Rodgers as a joke Ooh, uh, he was my backup, bro. <laughs> he was my fucking backup, which, you know, that's okay. Backup. I dig it. But I will sacrifice my long-term longevity in this league for the hilarity that was the 2023 Aaron Rodgers season. <laughs> now, Dion. Beating, our, our boy Etep knows certain groups of fans up here in the great north have been sick of that son of a bitch for years. And he kept, feel free to stop me if I'm wrong, but damn it. <sighs> you ain't wrong. I feel for the you're, guy, you're, but I laugh. Preach. <laughs> oh, my brother testify. It is not, you know, I never, never want to see anybody get injured. Um, but seeing Aaron <laughs> Rodgers go out like that after how many years of him dusting the Lions is just... Yep. It's it's poetic and it's like tries to stick around. Tries oh I'm gonna go to New York like what's he gonna do? Go to the Vikings next, um, right? Maybe the Saints. Uh, Send a dick no. or two. <laughs> Jen Sturger still works for the Jets, I think. So she better be aware. Damn. Uh, <laughs> I think I follow her on Instagram or something. Yeah, like right that, now it's so. starting to get weird. <laughs> but no, you know, it's hey. emotional support when a Mississippian uh-huh. yeah. sends you his. His schlonger, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make sure that they're all right. That's the true right definition now. of Mississippi power. Yeah, Mississippi power. Mississippi power. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I, I was planning on sitting down tomorrow night after our football game and doing a little recap because I learned how to do uh, record screen and everything. Just spoiler alert: um, my Missouri Whiteskins took down Loudy's Ohio Disappointments. Uh, Dion mm. got a win. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nephew Doofus got a win in his first ever outing. And fantasy football, uh, Pete the Chode lost. 
Um, and Nick got an upset victory over Jeff. And the, it wouldn't have happened if I wouldn't have reminded Nick to start a defense. And he just so happened to have the Dallas defense. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Which, again, another time to sit and laugh because literally on a historic night, Nick, who barely watches any sports, he's not yay go sports ball. This son of a bitch goes on to pick the team that may have the craziest win in Sunday night football and her most hilarious win in Sunday night football history. That's that's fucking the most world-class bullshitter thing I've ever seen. Yep. 40 to 0, and Nick just happened to accidentally pick him. God. <laughs> Yeah, because I jumped on there and I was like looking through the scores on Sunday evening while I was sitting around the house and I saw that Nick, Jeff, Jeff was beating Nick. And I'm just like looking at their thing and Nick didn't have a defense. So I just sent a message like, Nick, start a defense. And they started a defense. And I looked like two hours later and Nick is now winning substantially because the Cowboys scored like 40 defensive points or something crazy like that. So, and I, yeah, so it was 40. Yeah. And, and on top of that, Hillary and I, you know, we went on a little afternoon date movie. Uh, what you see? and all that shit went to the bar, and we watched the Battle of Ohio. So then to get home, and I open up the fucking league, and to see that my boy is also happens to get trounced by something that Nick wasn't even going to fucking do. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bring up football this week. <laughs> yeah, it's better you don't. Uh, yeah. I'll leave it at I that. Was I was like, so excited. I had my Bengals shirt. I was ready to go. <laughs> that was the game. <laughs> yeah. That's all. That was all it was, man. <laughs> yeah. In terms of our side bet bullshitter bowl, Nick is currently winning with one win, and that's that's the only head-to-head we've had. So oh, fuck. you should stop now because you're making me not want to go to Halloween Horror Nights with him. So I mean, we, <laughs> we're driving a wedge between Nick and I, and I don't appreciate it. Kendo. We just blocks no. him on all social media except for when we do the show. Yeah, we don't, you're trying to, to see when we this. have another. Oh, Dion and I go head to head in week four. Yep, yep. And so there's that, and then week five. No, so week four is the next time we have one of us go head to head, and me and you go at it on in week six. So there you go. In a couple of weeks, we got some stuff to look forward to, some shit to talk, some, you know, smacks to lay down. Yeah. Week seven, Jameson Williams is back in the lineup. He's sitting safely on my bench, baby. I'm about to win this shit accidentally. Yeah, I can't diss the Bombay bad boy like that, Clem Geek. You are correct. That's true. That is, that is Nick. He's our Bombay bad boy. Now, folks, today's episode is brought to you by us here at WCBS with StealingSolo.com. So go to StealingSolo.com right now and get yourself a copy of this wonderful graphic novel. I shipped out quite a few books today, and I keep shipping them out all the time. It's a full, big, I think, what is it, 92 pages we say on the website, and it's full color, and it's quite beautiful. So, folks, if you want to see what happens when a group of disgruntled Star Wars fans kidnap Harrison Ford and force him to remake Star Wars in the basement, well, this is what you get. You get uh, hilarity. People have called it the best Star Wars parody since Spaceballs, and it can be yours for a limited time only. And I think I'm down to the last two cases, last case. I got to see what's left in storage, but they moved very, very well. So thank you to everybody who's back stealing Solo originally, who's bought a copy now. And uh, be on the lookout. I got pages back from the colors for Wokebusters. I'll share those over the weekend, and we'll keep moving forwards to world-class domination. Our new MMA channel. Uh, No, not really. 
Uh, tonight, folks, we're going to be having a fun wrestling segment because PWI released the top 500, so we'll talk about the top 10. Plus, the WWE is now co-owned by the TKO uh, group who now owns the UFC. So UFC and pro wrestling are under one umbrella, and it looks like pay-per-views might go back to Sundays, which I don't like. So stay tuned for a wrestling segment towards the end of the show. But guys, we have to start out our show with the word of the day from our friend Shrevels08. And the word of the day is turd. Aquaman 2, turd on the bed. Amber turds, stop or my mom will shoot. Solo, a turd story. Uh, or, sorry, sorry, Solo. Solo turd, an Amber turd story, and turd busters. So, <laughs> yeah. 12 Angry Turds, obviously, is always going to be a good one. Hot turd time machine. Turd How about hot tub turd machine? Hot tub turd machine. <laughs> a turd. Um, Sisterhood of the Garden. Traveling Turds. Yeah. Yep. Alone in the turd. The turds of Madison County. Yep. Trading, tur- <laughs> Trading turds. Uh huh. Waiting turd exhale. The Terminator. <laughs> Did you say Terminator Two Judgment Dump? <laughs> <laughs> the League of Extraordinary Turds. Mm. Yeah. Um, Spider Man No Turd Home. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or it'd be Turds Turtles. You just have to change one letter. Turd gun. <laughs> the worst. Here we go. Tur- turds in the outfield. I could. Nice. I like that one. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. So, folks, send all your turd titles in. We'll be reading those throughout the show, and uh, make us laugh. The best one will win. Comment of the night. So, guys, let's start off the show with our topic of the Aquaman trailer. So the reason I really want to talk about the Aquaman trailer is to talk about Amber Heard, or how Amber Heard got trolled by Jason Momoa, but we'll wait for a second to get to that good stuff. But uh, what did you guys think of the Aquaman trailer? It dropped today. I want to hear what you guys think. Dion, you start first. I mean, again, I I liked it. I, um, you know, that's that's the interesting thing. It's, you know, it's, we had brought it up uh, very quickly when the trailer for the flash at first came down you know obviously the flash went the way that the flash went um i think we were probably one of kinder channels (laughs) to that movie uh but you know you can tell how serious wb has gotten uh they're kind of bringing up old stuff quickly for the sequel which is fine um i'm at least interested in it but again man you know making that that decision to go and see to go and see it after obviously everything that went down with uh you know the the turd defense but um uh but yeah man i it, it's definitely conflicting because after watching i was like damn damn now i'm interested enough to see it uh, kendo what about you um i caught the trailer the other day on tv yeah it, it looks fine nothing i don't think i saw amber heard in it i'm trying to remember if i because i think i would have noticed that it was mostly just a lot of Jason Mimosa flying around and doing his shit. I don't plan on watching it because to me, Aquaman, he's there. He's a fine character. Jason Momoa is a fine actor. I like the shit that he does. The first movie was good. The second one, I don't know if it's going to be nearly as good on top of the fact that I kind of just don't want to watch it just because Amber Heard's still in it. She didn't get fired. She didn't get cut. None of that happened. And if it was a dude actor that was accused of doing the shit that she did, his ass would have been thrown out with, you know, 
the trash. It would have been over. He'd have been cut. He'd have been replaced. They would have reshot the movie. So I just kind of didn't avoid it just because, you know, I don't want to patronize it. Well said. Uh, ETEP, what about you, my friend? It was it was a trailer. It was flashy like the first one, which was a big change from what we'd seen from DC at the time that the original one dropped, which was, what, 2018? So we're talking we got a five-year gap in between sequels again with another franchise, which, I mean, the law of diminishing returns in DC's fall has been well-documented. Uh, this one, I don't see this making a billion dollars. And to kind of echo Kendo's sentiment, I noticed the same thing. They've really minimized Amber Heard's appearance in the trailer. Um, I saw a couple, there was like a couple flashes where you, where you saw her, but it was very, 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 very much. So let's, let's push her to the background. They did um, not highlight I, her appearance. Not at all. I thought that Black Manta died. I haven't seen the first one in so long, but I was like, I could have sworn he was dead, but you know, I mean, does anybody ever really die in these movies? No one's ever I, really gone. Yeah, no, and it's African American my... Manta, you son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah we I'm don't sorry. want to cancel I, I, here. I, I used the wrong vernacular. My bad. Um, but no, I, I just I don't know where my interest level lies with this. I'm very like I had no interest in Blue Beetle. This one, I like the first one, so I I don't know that I'll go to the theater, but once it's on streaming, I'll probably give it a chance. But the trailer was mids for me. I mean, there was really nothing that jumped out. It was like, okay, it's Jason Momoa. I have no issue with him, although it seems like in seeing him in these movies and then the only role he's ever played anybody different to me was game of thrones really um he kind of just his personality bleeds into every role he's in and i'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing but duncan idaho compared to aquaman there should be a a very noticeable difference and to me it's really not there so that's kind of just my brief analysis on it i don't fall too far out of the general consensus here the trailer looked fine. It was flashy. I liked the relationship between Jason Momoa, or sorry, Aquaman and his dad. But I, I'm not that excited. DC movies have just been miss after miss after miss after miss. And I didn't hate Blue Beetle. I actually think it's a tragedy that it flopped so hard because I don't think it's that bad of a movie. I wouldn't call any, it's nothing to write home about, but it's also better than a lot of the DC stuff we've seen over the last few years. But that being said, I don't think this one's going to be a huge hit. Uh, look at how The Flash performed and how people take uh, Ezra Miller's insanity into account. And Amber Heard... Now, here's the thing. Ezra Miller did that crazy shit. Amber Heard did that crazy shit to somebody that's kind of beloved. So I'm pretty sure you're going to have a lot of people that are like pro-Johnny Depp avoid this movie. And so it is what it is. Warner Brothers spoke up and said they stood with Amber Heard and now that's the bed they have to lie in after she shit in it. So everything's going to just be kind of weird with Aquaman. It'll come out around Christmas. I don't think a lot of people are going to go see it. If it makes half of what the last one made, I'll be surprised. So, um, yeah, now, man. Keep going. Oh, no. I, yeah, you say? I, yeah, I was just agreeing with you and it's going to add, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see that dynamic, man. You know, because again, obviously with everything that went on with their trial, uh, you know, especially, you know, if you, if you, uh, watch the Netflix documentary on the Depp vs. Heard, or the documentary called Depp vs. Heard. You know, there's a the, the whole situation itself was fucking wild, right? You know, it's gonna be very interesting seeing 
you know, what's left of that phenomenon affect the movie? I'm, you know, I'm with you. I think it's going to have an effect. I'm in the opposite camp, actually, of, you know, I think it's going to do uh, decently well, but not nearly as much as what they anticipate. People love Jason Momoa, but people sure as shit cannot stand Amber Heard and how DC handled that. So I think it's going to be a very interesting December for that movie. That's for damn sure. Should we review it for the channel? I'm probably going to go see it. Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, if, 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 if more than, more than me go see it, yeah, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be against doing a review. Well, if you're going to go see it or like you always tend to see him on Thursday nights and you're usually back for showtime, I guess we could review it, you know? Cool. Okay. There you go, folks. You heard how excited WCBS is. There are things we're passionate <laughs> about. There's things we care about. We care about you guys. We care about good entertainment. We care about lots of stuff. But Aquaman Fallen Kingdom is not high on my list of things I actually care about. I will happily watch a movie uh, for the channel to see what it's about. And we'll be honest. That's the one thing we can say about WCBS. Well, we can say many things about us. But we never give you a review we think you want to hear. We give you the review that we honestly believe in. So this isn't a joke, but like Dion enjoyed uh, Dial of Destiny way more than I did. I thought it was bad. But you know what? We all gave our honest take, and that's exactly what's important. Uh, we haven't had any checks clear from Disney since what, 2012? So we're 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 pretty good, guys. We're pretty good. <laughs> Wait, you guys haven't had any checks clear? Huh? Well, I think I need to call our lawyer because he needs to get me some money. Uh, I've got mine. Well, now one thing I wanted to bring up before we stop talking about Amber Heard and. Johnny Depp and Jason Momoa, because we're talking about Aquaman here, is, Dion, you brought up the documentary on Netflix. I didn't watch it. I don't care. Uh, we lived through it. It was enough. If I want to get my controversial stuff or my celebrity gossip, I'll just listen to Popcorn Planet. I'm cool with Andy Signor. He's cool with us, so I'll listen to that. But uh, apparently, some new court uh, documents have been unsealed with notes from Amber Heard's psychologist saying that Jason Momoa would dress up on set like Johnny Depp and harass her. <laughs> if that's true, fucking give that guy the key to the kingdom because that is amazing. I like yep. him even more now. Yeah. The fact that he just... more respect for him. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, he just Listen, dresses... Shit like, like that, you have to be very, very careful. And the only reason I say this is because something came up very similar to this at work. And Somebody was dressing up like Johnny Depp at your work and going around and harassing people? No, the way less fun bit. <laughs> Where, you know, a fucking crazy ex thing happened and I actually had to do a work thing for it. So, you know, again, you know, for him, um, again, you know, the, the, the biggest reason why I'm still in the camp of, of following that, especially watching documentaries, because it the whole situation is fucking crazy, right? It isn't just talking about the dynamics between people in the relationship, but that crazy factor of these things that is one, the internet and two, when, when people are crazy and, you know, again, we obviously have a very specific view of the thing. Obviously people, a lot of reasonable people have a different view of the thing, but again, for if, if that is true, and again, you know, that there are a lot of people that definitely, especially since DC was one of those groups of people that took her side. And how dynamic this whole situation is, buddy. It's it's it's. I admit it is funny, but I hope he didn't fucking do that because you do not want to test that beast if you want to still be famous. And 
it's funny, but I ain't famous. So, if, you know, if that's the case, ooh, Jason, I, I think hope you didn't do anything that fucking stupid. Oh, I don't think he's in any kind of danger at all. Look, there's two courts of this, the court of public opinion and the court of, you know, law. And both sides are on the anti-Amber Heard train. So any of this news is just going to be kind of like, well, she deserved it or well, blah, blah, blah. Like also too, what is harassment in this case? It's like, what if you just dressed up as Captain Jack Sparrow to troll somebody and they claimed they were being harassed if you didn't even do anything to them? So it's such a broad thing. I, I got to wait to hear more. But it also said not only did James Wan and Jason Momoa both want her fired from Aquaman, he would dress up as Cap or as Johnny Depp as well. So I would love to hear more about this. This is just on a website uh, talking about some of the court stuff. And if that's the case, um, I would love to see the photos. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he dressed up as like <laughs> Edward Scissors' hands or Captain Jack Sparrow? Or was he just like, I don't know, from hell, Johnny Depp? I, if anything, it's Captain Jack Sparrow. I, I don't More think that, that one. Jason Momoa yeah. is the dude that is very well versed in Johnny Depp's uh, filmography. <laughs> You'd be surprised who who's a Depp fan. They come out of the woodwork. Hey, listen, I think you are greatly underestimating how deep those Amber Turd fans are, dude. You know, they're, you know, again, you know, people, you get on one side of a thing. And you be, and it becomes a part of your personality. You know, there are people who are 100% still in the camp that she did nothing wrong, which is wild. You know, that's, again, you're yeah. underestimating the loyalty of crazy, especially when it comes to being famous. So, not to mention the fact that we hadn't even touched on the fact that, you no, know, obviously, if this, is, if this is a real claim that she's making, she's crazy enough that none of us are like, yeah, she probably didn't say that. That's how crazy she is. Like, it makes sense to us that she would make that claim. And her fans are 100% that crazy and that loyal. So, again, I you know, I think that's a factor in it. And again, man, you are greatly underestimating how wild that fan base is. Well, I think you're they, underestimating they, the size fan. of Johnny Depp's fan base. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, legitimately. Like, these people are delusional. I'm not, like, not even, you know... Johnny Depp fans, yeah, they all wanted to fuck him. He was hot in the 80s. The Cry movie where he has the tear on the cover. Cry that's baby? That's all well and good. Cry them are in their 50s. It's not the problem. These people are legitimately wild, dude. They, you know, there are people who, you know, remember how people were demonizing Star Wars fans? That's how delusional, like, actually delusional these Amber Heard fans are. You know, they, they you know, it's, it, it, it wouldn't have been a problem that she threw a wine bottle at him. And it's like, what? So again, that is drastically underestimating those wild folks. Well, uh, we'll find out more about that, but um, I don't really have anything else to say about Aquaman besides DC films. To me, just don't really uh, seem to resonate, and I don't think James Gunn's reboot's gonna all of a sudden make everyone forget about what has it been four years of shit movies. Yeah, um, you're gonna have to really come out swinging with yeah. this new Superman film. It's not going to just be, hey, people are there to see it no matter what. You really got to prove them yourself this time. Hey, nobody cares when you're winning. And if, and you know, James, you know, say what you want about James Gunn, but it's, it's, I think I'm with you. Chances are slim. But if that motherfucker swings and, you know, I, I, I'm personally, I'm giving DC from this point forward, even with James Gunn, you know, I'm giving them a 25% a, a chance of having best, another movie that makes over a billion dollars. 
But if he fucking swings and he hits on, on something that comes out, it'll be very interesting to see how many people forget about how bad DC's been over the last decade. Will you be here to remind them? Goddamn right I will. I'm All right, folks. You, an elephant never forgets. I was trying to make a horse joke, but there are no horse jokes with memory, so. Oh, damn. It's almost as if the whole concept was dumb. Well, Dion, <laughs> we're getting close to Halloween. Your old pal Buffalo Jeff is back in don't town. You, so. Don't even oh, joke about shit. that, you son of a bitch. Buddy. Buffalo Jeff and the Macho Man are going to do a little collaboration. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah, we are, Dion. Yeah, this okay. October is gonna be camera. memorable for you. That is coming for you, Neon Green, at the Silver Dome. Oh yeah, dig it. I love how you just turn your camera off for that. <laughs> like even I don't know like, what you're talking about, Buffalo see. Jeff. It wasn't me. I want people to see me fucking do this wild ass. <laughs> voice thing where I fucking essay the microphone. It's an inanimate object. It can't it can't file charges. It's <laughs> This is what Buffalo Jeff does to us. We have wild conversations about no, this is what Buffalo Jeff does to you. <laughs> you don't want to find out what Buffalo Jeff's gonna do to you this October, Dion. Just be prepared. Yeah, oh, damn. Damn. Man, that's grody. I think I'm gonna mail you that mannequin finally. If I see a gigantic person-sized box, I'm not open. It's going right. Buddy, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's sent gonna over in, in pieces. This, yeah, yeah, it's gonna come in bits and pieces. No, You're not getting no, it all at once. No, 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 no. Hell no. Dion, you might end up in bits and pieces if you know what I mean. Oh shit. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. I'm I'm from the mitten state, man. I don't play that shit. You come and try and find me if you want some. Come again if you don't send anybody you expect back. I mean, you're not the only Michigander here on the show. But uh, you're the most susceptible to Buffalo Jeff. Put it like that. Susceptible? Come on, man. You got to use. <laughs> oh, yes, I do. So let's move on, shall we? Now, one thing I did mean to address a moment ago, folks, is last week we played our box office game, but we did things a little differently. We didn't want to be monotonous here on the channel. So we guessed Saw 10 versus The Nun 2. And now, uh, Kendo, you weren't yeah. here, but Pete, you were. So, yeah. uh, Kendo, would you like to get in on the fun real quick? Or did you already read the box office for this weekend of uh, who won between The Nun and Saw 10? I didn't even know there was a Saw 10 coming out. So, no. Nor did, okay, so what do you think won the box office? Uh, give me The Nun Part 2. All right. So, let's see. We had Saw. I don't know why we compared the two, because we got bad news. Saw doesn't come out till next weekend, so, we, oh, so the nun definitely yeah. won. Yeah, that was a great buildup, you son of a bitch. I was actually like, damn, I actually want to see who won the fucking. I was, I was like, I didn't think I who won the week before that, since I wasn't here last week to hear who won. Uh, let's you? see the um, this would be the Gran Turismo week, right? Um, yeah. Was it? Yes, because oh, I, I won that one. Yeah, I won the Gran Turismo week, and somebody else won the week before that. So, here's what we can do now: we can we can guess who won the Nun. So, 
uh, Etep, you guessed forty million. Dion, you guessed fifty million. Nick guessed forty-five million, and I guessed Ooh. a low twenty million dollars. Ooh, can I get in on this since I have yes. no idea? All right, so yes. read those numbers again. Uh, Etep was forty. Nick was forty-five. Dion was fifty, and I was twenty. Give me thirty. Thirty. Yeah. All right. So uh, let me pull up the numbers right here, and it looks like. The Nun broke all sorts of records this weekend. Did I say 30? I meant 60. Oh, you, want go, you want to change it to 60? No. No, we can't change it to 60. <laughs> well, you should have let him change it to 60 because you might have had a better yep. chance of winning if he guessed 60. But no. no. Uh, it's closest without going over. I would have won because I guessed 20 million. It was $32 million domestically. So Kendo, oh, I said 30. You win, Kendo. You came in at the last second. You guessed 30. You win. There's your point. Yay. <laughs> I didn't even know the nun was coming out this week, and so it shows you how much I pay attention to the box office shit. I watched the first nun over the weekend to get caught up. It was cool. I'm never going to do a review for it here on the channel. So but, you're uh, saying that the nun is going to get I saw the nun, too. This, I saw it this Saturday. The wife and I would see it for the anniversary, and... Um, I did a review of it. I, I gave it about a 6 out of 10. It wasn't terrible, but, I mean, if you're into the Conjuring universe, it's fun. It had some good stuff in it. Uh, the effects were great. The lady that plays the nun, they literally use no prosthetics on her face except for her teeth. Uh, her face is just literally shaped that way. It's It was very cool, um, the effects and stuff. But, th like I said, the, the new nun character that they added in to go with Taisa Farmiga was, like, pretty useless i'm like and looking at it from the standpoint of they're going to do basically an exorcism on a demon i'm like uh they're not going to send two nuns they're going to send a priest it was just yeah i don't know it, it, there were some things i had issue with but overall i did enjoy it um not as good as the first one though which i just watched like two weeks before so like i said uh soft six out of ten well uh do we know what's coming out this weekend, actually? Or else should we just, you know... Haunting Connecticut's coming out, and then... one This uh, actual month. Friday, like as in tomorrow, correct? Um, yes. Sure. Because I don't want to have another uh, snafu like we just had right now. <laughs> uh, the Nuns of Navarone is a movie I definitely want to see. Would you guys watch that movie? <laughs> that I would watch. That Depending good. on who's starring, if, if it's if it's not uh, my girl Lisa Ann, I probably won't. Oh, I was hoping for something like Meryl Streep and Sydney Sweeney, and like you know, uh, yeah, young that actresses. Too. That too. This is like a real movie, Dion. We don't produce smut unless Nick's here. So that's right. He's good our point. official good smut point. peddler. That's even in Stealing Solo. Uh, we talk about Nick's porno career. So, folks, StealingSolo.com. <laughs> Weird plug. <laughs> um. So is it really Haunting oh, in Connecticut? Black comes out this week. Is that the movie we want to guess the box office then? That's the well, yeah, it's the Michael Jai White uh, prequel to Black Dynamite. Well, um, it's going to be around here. I could go see it tomorrow at three forty-five if I wanted to. Uh, let's guess the box office, Dion. Since you are so excited for it, uh, what do you got? Um, I think it's going to surprise a couple people. I think it's going to make. I'd say I'd say about thirty-five. 35 million. Uh, Kendo. Uh, give me 25 million. 25 million for Kendo. Etep? I'll go with 30 on this one. 
30. I'm going to guess 15. I know I've been guessing low on these, but the box office is something else these days. Nick takes $1. And Nick takes a (laughs) dollar since he's in New York City right now. It's funny. We're all in the millions. Nick has an actual decimal point on where I wrote his number down. So $1 for Nick, folks. Can Nick win? Did we all overestimate? Find out next week on World Class Bullshitters. Uh, Folks in the chat are optimistic about the new Saw. And some are saying A Haunting in Venice will probably be number one this weekend. Yeah, I actually see commercials for that. I would rather see Outlaw Johnny Black, but I do think Haunting in Venice will make more money. There's something horrors back in. It's been in for the last couple years. I'd and rather so, see A Haunting in Venice Beach starring Hulk Hogan. Brother. <laughs> don't, don't you bring that up that Hulk Hogan. You got it between me and Elizabeth. Oh, no, I don't like Lust in his eyes. <laughs> I think we broke the plug. That's a good plug for my Shakespeare yeah, reading, the Macho me. Man I did the other day. What did you read? Uh, what Shakespeare work? Romeo and Juliet. We read a passage from Rome. Oh, what light through yonder window breaks! I added in, I added in uh, Hulk, a Hulk Hogan reference, and of course, Miss Elizabeth, you know, was playing the part of uh, Juliet. But I mean, yeah, that was. Uh, I just did a passage from that. It, it did. It was not as well received as Green Eggs and Ham the day before, though. I, I, I have to admit that. <laughs> I got like 600 some views. I'm like, I literally put no effort into this and it gets all these views. I'm like, that's fantastic. I mean, if you want me to pay attention to fucking Shakespeare works, that's the way to do it. Cause I ain't going to fucking look at it any other way. I could care oh, less about Shakespeare. There's, I don't there, think there, anyone there's so would much... you as a Shakespeare guy anyway, Kendall. So you have nothing to worry about. Well, good. Cause I, I was not worried about that, but I'm just saying I'm... <laughs> Shakespeare suck it. He probably did. I, I did have a uh, Dalish. Dalish Wolf says Macho Man Macbeth. I did have a request for some Macbeth, so um, that that'll be that's on the list. Would you join us for a crossover skit? I just had an idea. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, I will text it to. I'll just tell you after we get off air because I don't yeah. want to spoil it yet. But I thought, oh, no. here's a teaser. You remember those '90s commercials for like albums where they would just play you like little snippets of each one, and it would be like, yes. "Call now, no COD." I got an idea yes. like that. So. <laughs> Yeah, no Call of Duty. All right. (laughs) Yes, no Call of Duty. Sorry. Uh, Random aside, I know this isn't what people expected, but who cares? We're world-class, baby. Did you guys hear that this game company that owns the Unity engine started charging money, and now they're getting death threats? Like, credible (laughs) death threats? No. Well, there's always a rational way to handle every problem you run into, and I I, I mean, I don't see the problem. Wait, no. Did you say death threats? Yeah. Folks, if you want to send some death threats, send them to Nick Utam, care of world-class bullshitters, and uh, <laughs> he'll read them. Or don't, because I think they're illegal. Well, it, only if you <laughs> press charges, and I don't think any of us are going to press charges against people sending Nick death threats. I guess you're right. If Nick gets death threats, I'll just make sure. I don't know, man. Nick's the glue that holds us all together, so we got to keep him around. Yeah, but it would be funny. Well, it's just true. <clears throat> We can just troll Dion. That's equally funny. And no Folks, one if you want to send Dion some death threats, send it to Dion Green, care of world-class <laughs> bullshitters. I don't remember the P.O. box, so if you give me a second, I'll look up his actual address and give that to you. <laughs> Jesus. Our new P.O. box is coming. I've just been going to the post office. Every time I go to drop off books, it's too busy to wait in line to fill out the paperwork for the P.O. box. 
So I guess I'll just wait or I'll do it online like I could always do. Uh, let's see. Do the death threats have to be towards the WCBS crew or can they be to anyone? I mean, it'd be weird to send us a death threat that you got directed to somebody like, you know, Aaron Rodgers or something. It kind of wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to send us his death threats. But you could send us non-death threats, but you could send us letters about celebrities you hate and want, how you would kick their ass. So it's like, dear, who's a celebrity that we who deserves their ass kicked? Dear Andy Dick. Yeah. And then you could just I was going to say Ron Perl. I was going to say Ron Perlman, but yeah, because Andy Dick's his ass has been kicked by life. Yeah. <laughs> Life's done a good enough job with him. What about Mark? No, Ruffalo? He's actually got That's his ass one. kicked too. I, I like Mark Ruffalo. Dear Mark Ruffalo, and then you yeah. know. We got some good letters today. We actually got, uh, later on in the show, somebody did a fake news clipping about Co- uh, Coach Kendo. So, yeah. Uh, Kendo, you're going to want to hear that. The FBI raids Camp Kendo. Well, there ain't nobody there. At least I hope well, not. Well, the Libyan nationalists were living in your basement. Ah, the had, Libyans. Uh, it's always you know, the goddamn Libyans. Pretty sneaky. <laughs> um. So let's, uh, we got all that stuff, information written down. Now, here's the main, I guess, the one of our main topics for tonight. A couple months ago, they announced that they're making a Lando TV show. Now it's a movie. So we have more Star Wars movies that probably <laughs> won't come out. Is, uh, no. Ryan Johnson making this one as part of his trilogy? No, Ryan Johnson will never get his trilogy. Uh, we could make a list of things. <laughs> I folks have in the chat, good authority that he is getting his trilogy, though. There's, Who's there's going to be an Oppenheimer? It. There's going to be an Oppenheimer trilogy before Ryan Johnson gets a Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> but but there's but Oppenheimer. The next Saturn movie's Hiroshima. Award. The next movie's Nagasaki. There you go. There's your there's your trilogy. <laughs> Nagasaki, Oppenheimer, Rising. <laughs> now, can Nolan make that one too, or do we have to get the Asylum to make it? I mean, <laughs> I think it'd be better to get Troma to make it. I think it'd be a lot more entertaining because if. You're going to show a city getting blessed with an atomic bomb. You want to inject some kind of humor into it? Because that's a pretty dark topic. They just they just turn into a bunch of toxic adventures. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Look at all of this dishonor. <laughs> yeah, that, was just, that was too far. You know, I, the views expressed by too far the guests. The, the views expressed by the guests on World Class Bullshitters do not reflect the opinions of actual World Class Bullshitters. If you want that more of that, you can come over. You can come over and listen to me talk about all that stuff. I won't do it here anymore. Jerry Lewis over here. <laughs> hey, it was. I It was. I could have been a Nimodian from. Uh, <laughs> from a Nimodian? Star Wars. <laughs> The Nemodians. Are they like oh, Nubians? Because I don't know what those are either. No, those are the Negrodians, oh. Kendo. Ah, Black Rage. Yeah. My Black Ass Part 4. The Negrodians. <laughs> right. Actually, you know what? We should do a Terra Negro where he goes to space to fight the Negrodians. Uh, <laughs> Bro, the you market. Make spit beer and ruin another computer. That shit was. That was lethal. The Wait, is that. <laughs> I'm writing that shit down because we should do a series of Terminigro comics, the time travel one, yes. another one, uh, and then the, the robot, or the uh, alien one. Yeah, I mean, that if is, we're doing it, if uh, we're doing a series of Terminigro, we have to make it as you know ludicrously absurd as possible. Well, plus the, I, the world needs a comic and a movie series like like the Terminigro. I can't, I cannot stress that enough. 
Now, does Terminator have a high top fade since Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of had a yes. flat top? I mean, it's but not too high. Question? Not too high. I say we get it goes no higher than the first um, House Party movie. We can't go. I to was going to say. I was going to say that it can't be more than more than the the kid and play type haircut, right? Right. It's got to be, be more somewhere between those two. Yep. A happy medium. Yep. Yep. Maybe Michael oh. Jai White in Universal Soldier Two. What you do is. He has a high top fade, and every time he kills somebody, it gets taller. Bro, that's at the more, end that's of the movie, it's going to be like Marge Simpson. Yeah. Yeah, that's more of a Highlander, high Negro situation. Because then, then, then you run into the issue, the issue of how does he get through doors? He just you breaks through. Creative. And no, man, he just goes through, through the windows. Kind of big old light. Yeah, there you go. That could work, too. He like uses like a battering ram to crash through windows. All of his powers. He's like Samson. All of his powers in his fade. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to use the low-hanging fruit of the catchphrase, I'll be black? I mean, yes. I feel like people would chuckle yeah. at that one. <laughs> that might be one of the greatest things you have ever said on this show. <laughs> you got to you gotta be careful because every comic book we have so far is based on a joke. It's like, hey, what if they did kidnap Harrison Ford, stealing Solo? Hey, what if we were the Ghostbusters, Bookbusters, now Terminigro? I, I, I just... I'll be they're going to be like short 25-page books so I can do a couple in a year. Damn it. But it'll be Nick like... Nick is going to be fucking frothing at the mouth when he hears the tagline of our Terminigro movies, I'll be black. That dude is going to be like, we got to get this done. We got to get this done. No one has that. He's going to lose his shit. Yeah, he'll want to make a trailer and everything. I think we should make a Terminigro trailer. Uh, Dion, let's all start lifting so we can That'd be get great. to like one-eighth of that Schwarzenegger. Gotta, I agree. We got to make ourselves a trailer, boys. So is the Terminator going to have like metallic, you know, paint to him to look like a, the Terminator, or do we want to give him like black metallic paint? Well, the Terminator, I don't, I don't know if we'll actually ever see his exos or endoskeleton. Hmm. Right, right. I, I think we I should just have the Terminator dress up in the uh, leather outfit like Terminator, or do we give him the fucking jacket from the first Terminator movie? Yep, first jacket, and then at some point, the Terminator has to wear a FUBU outfit. Yeah, that was about to exactly <laughs> say that. I was like, he has to wear some FUBU. Yep, world-class bullshit. We think alike. We think alike. That's that's yeah. brilliant. So what you're telling me is if FUBU. this movie was made in the 90s, LL Cool J would have played it because his head is like a shark's fin? Deepest <laughs> <laughs> fluids. Oh, I just watched that. The other day. Why? <laughs> Because it's a great movie, sir. It is. Thank you, Dion. That is a fantastic movie. Yes. I'm, I and got plus, you. it's always satisfying to see Michael Rappaport get killed in a movie. Let's be honest. That's true. That's, fair. that's a good. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Um, now let's talk about what's on screen here. We have Dong Lover, aka Donald <laughs> Glover. I know. I know. I know. Dong Glover. But. Uh, God, he dude. was a robosexual in the last movie. He's pansexual, according to the writer. So Lando Calrissian's movie is something that nobody's asking for. And you can only cash in on nostalgia so much. Look at Ahsoka. People aren't really buying into that nostalgia bait. But what do you guys think about this movie? Do you think this movie is going to be a big hit? Or do you think this movie is actually even going to get made? Let's remember phrase that. Do you think this movie will be successful? Do you think this movie will be a flop? And do you think this movie, or do you think this movie will even get made? That's how we'll phrase yes. it. Yes. Like no. Wait. What was the first one? I'm going to say it won't get made because two weeks ago, 
the director and fucking you know our boy himself. Don't get me wrong, still love Mr. Childish Gambino. They didn't know what was going on, and it is the most Disney thing ever. You know, again, this is the this is you know to call back for a podcast. This is Rian Johnson all over again. You know, he's gonna get this tr- this trilogy. We talked about this trilogy. It's gonna have blah 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 blah. And sure enough, the director that they want and the star had no idea what was going on. The the fact that they were talking about a show apparently when it was in the media is how the director found out about it. You know, Disney is just all over the place. They don't know what the hell they're doing with this property. You know, it's 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 the same old shit with them every time. With Star Wars, you have an opportunity to do something. Don't get me wrong; I don't think Lando's going to be very good if that shit does come out. But every time you have some, they have some type of traction, whether it be relevancy or production-wise, something gets going and they fuck it up. Why in the world, especially after the High Council, High Council, the Great Jedi debacle? Why would you not have your ducks in a row on this? And in true Lucasfilm fucking fashion, it's like at this point it's comical. I I haven't even heard of movies, TV shows, anything with this level of incompetence. Lucasfilm cannot fucking help themselves. So I don't even believe that this shit's gonna get made. You know, especially unless the, uh, unless Umbrella Disney steps in to handle it. Lucasfilm cannot handle anything. They they don't. They just can't do it. They they you know whoever the hell you want to blame on. You blame it on Kathleen Kennedy. Everything starts at the top. I believe in that too. They 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 can't do their fucking jobs. If it's a movie, if it's a if it's a a, a theme park, if it's a TV show, if it's a comic series, it's it's comical at this point. It's insane. And I, again, I don't think this is even going to get fucking made. I hope it doesn't get made, but there have been 16 Star Wars films that have been announced and were canceled. Everything yeah. from big actors and big directors to this most recent one. So it's kind of hard as a fan of the, well, as a former fan, we're all like the abused wives of Star Wars. It used to be our favorite thing. And then, well, either the sequels or the prequels happened and that changed your perception. But we're living in this post-Disney Star Wars era where it's still owned by Disney. But nobody gives a shit. Nobody really gives a shit about anything anymore, it feels like. Any kind of genre entertainment that's super expensive. Maybe it was the pandemic. Maybe it's just that bad of entertainment. A bad track run, if you will. Or a bad run, if you will. But people are fed up with it. And I don't think this movie is going to entice people the way they think it is. Lando is going to be sort of, um, you know, it might be a flop. Uh, might all right, Dion, might be a flop. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, again, it, it, it's 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 fucking comical at this point, man. Like I can't, you know, even I, even if you wanted this, right? Even if you wanted Childish Gambino so badly to be in this shit, Solo wasn't successful. Solo was a fucking train wreck okay mm-hmm. I, I i just uh, and again you know you know I, this isn't me saying this as a guy who's on a on a podcast that's, that's very popular and gonna make two hundred thousand here very soon they it is literally incompetence is the name of the game in lucasfilm they cannot and refuse to they cannot and will not 
get their shit together. I don't even think hope is a factor in this, brother. I 100% believe they, you said 16 fucking movies. In the business of film where movies get canceled all the time, would you ever in your fucking life thought that Star Wars of all properties would have 16 alone since being bought by Disney? Get the fuck out of here, dude. No. Get the fuck out of here. As Etep, as we were saying in, in Indy, baby, spare me that shit. Yep. Miss me with that shit, Pimpin. That's... Miss, me with, miss me with that shit. Yep. That that's that's insane. And Disney's owned since twenty what twenty twelve, so you're talking mm-hmm. the span, uh, <laughs> it says eleven years, just because it was October of twenty twelve, I think, right? So we're yep. coming up on yeah, we're coming up on eleven years now in sixteen films and how many series and, and um, all you know that that nonsense as well. So yeah, this is, it's a comedy of errors. I mean, cue uh, frolic from the Larry David show and just run through all the announcements and, you know, all their cancellations and you've got, you've got, and all the other, like you mentioned with Solo, the financial failing there. I mean, a Star Wars movie lost money. That is incomprehensible to somebody who grew up loving Star Wars and seeing how huge it got at its apex and then even the maligned pre which i'm a prequel fan i'm not gonna lie i enjoy them um but this new era well we know the direction it's went in this i don't think this movie gets made i'm I'm with dion i don't think it gets made i don't see how they can honestly in all good faith say hey this is going to be a hit this one right here the first the first trip back to the big screen since what uh the rise of skywalker 2019, 2019 man yeah so yeah. we're we're four years we're almost four years this december out from cinematic releases for star wars but in that one i don't that one made a billion just because it was star wars and there's enough people to go that will still go see it in name only but solo proved that if you make garbage they're not i mean i'm not saying the rise of skywalker was good because that was a frankenstein's monster of a movie but this just doesn't get made. And it's no slight to Donald Glover to me. I mean, I don't have any issue with him. Um, you know, I liked him on Community. I think he's funny. Uh, I just don't see the the solo movie was bad. I don't see this being any any better if it was to get made. But like I said, this is, uh, I heard somebody mention um, <laughs> Investor Day uh, announcement or something like that. That's, that's what this is because Disney's hurt right now and they need something to try to drum up some positive press and it's like, hey, what about this? And it's like, that's that sleight of hand isn't going to work. No, it won't. Uh, people really are checked out of this. Star Wars fans are a lot smarter than Disney gave them, gives them credit for and this is just going to be one of those situations where nothing comes from it. It's vaporware. It's not even anything to get excited over or angry over. It's, no. you know, you know, people, there's just, that's what it is now with a lot of this stuff. I think we're desensitized to how bad it can be. And we all just kind of expect it to be pretty bad. And we just go along with the ride until it's absolute dog shit. So, um, what is the chat saying about this? Let's see if anyone in the chat, uh, is saying they think this movie is going to get made. Uh, people say Disney likes losing money. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Lando is an embarrassment in an embarrassment of a film. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, uh, if they did that 70s Lando, if they did the movie like that trailer they did a few years back where it was like a, a black exploitation film in space, 
then a Lando movie would make bank. But whatever it's going to be, if if anything, if it would be made, it wouldn't be as cool as it could be. Lando's a cool character. Han Solo was a cool character. They kind of nerfed all the coolness and anything, really. Disney doesn't put out cool entertainment. And people go, but aren't you a little old for Star Wars? Are we, though? Because uh, nope. the shit they do and make no. is for the people like us who grew up with the older stuff. And people are like, oh, no, it's for this. Like, look at Rebels. People didn't watch Rebels in our generation, and now Ahsoka makes no sense. Other shows aren't really the big hits that Disney needs it to be. So, I don't think another company could do anything with Star Wars. I don't think this company can do anything with it. Uh, I hate to say it each and every week, but it's just kind of a nerfed dead property. I mean, when you start having beloved characters bang robots, you start to run into some problems. You think, Kendo? I mean, hmm. who here wants to watch one of their favorite characters bang a robot? I don't. Pete might, but I don't. Maybe Lara nah, Croft. No, that one's, that one's even out of my wheelhouse, bud. Well, well, I, I, thought, I thought maybe, because I know you got some proclivities, and I was like, well, well one that's one. not one of them. I'm not into the robot. I don't know what the technical term is for it. Robotica? If, if there is one. <laughs> Robotica. Is is, Lando, was it Toasterphilia? I don't know. I don't know. We'll call it Metallica. <laughs> I think they're going to sue somebody if you do call it that. Lars already. <laughs> Napster all over again. He wakes up in the morning and the coffee isn't made and he's fucking suing Folgers. So let's let's get real. He's a very sue-happy individual. I think it's because he's so short. What is he, like 5'2"? Maybe a little bit taller than that, but he's, he's definitely an angry little man. Well, those are the worst type. If you think back to all of the unmade ones and where this one would rank, this one would, it just would fall under the whole category of great idea, bad time, wrong time to do it. Because we've really seen that iconic characters can't be played by other people in the Star Wars universe. People think, would say, like, what about Obi-Wan? Well, Obi-Wan was a different story because it's a younger actor, you know, play, an actor playing him in such a much younger phase. Much younger. We're kind of seeing him. Like, Lando, this would be, what, 20 years before Star Wars? We know what Billy D. Williams looked like. We don't mm -hmm. really believe that this guy's going to age into uh, Billy D. Williams. Plus, Billy D. Williams is just too cool and iconic. I don't, I don't really like Donald Glover. I know a lot of people do. I've always been in the minority. But he did a fine job in, uh, in other stuff. But I just don't think he was the right choice for Solo, a Star Wars story. No. Um. Yeah, no argument here. Mm -mm. I don't think it's fair to call yourself a minority like that, but, you know, it's cool. Well, I just try to keep it honest. That's fair. I, sh I shouldn't have picked up my notebook because now I'm doodling what the Terminigro would look like. It's just, <laughs> it's just like, oh, now I want to draw comics. Uh, it's got to have some feel issues. So do we, like, have him come back in time in the leather outfit? And then later he just puts on a tracksuit is what you want? No. You have him come back in time like the Terminator does. And he walks up to some guy and says, yo, motherfucker, give me your jacket. Okay. We're going to have to, like, put a picture. I'm going to have to put a picture of myself, like, on, like, the inside cover so people don't think it's just some, like, angry racist guy who made this comic book. <laughs> yeah, because, like, you know, if they hear that. 
Well, the thing is, you could put all four of our picture on that, and they will immediately think I'm the one that did it. <laughs> Blame Kento. They're like, let's see. This was contributed. It was him. It was him. It was this one right here on the right. Like, fuck. And then I'll be getting the death threats, except for they won't be as funny because they'll be real. Yeah, people need to chill out. We're we're talking. We're addressing the death threats that we haven't even gotten yet for the Terminigro. Is it worth it? I'd yes, say so. because I'm sure we'll get them. Oh, dude, I mean, you could play, you could spin that shit around on them too. You could talk about how you were trying to create a character in the comic books for you know black youth to look up to. Beat them at their own game. Outwoke the woke. Outwoke the. We should play a game called Outwoke the Woke. That would be so much fun. Um, damn it, I'm using my phone for the camera right here, but I had a game for us to play. It was like, basically it was super progressive Mad Libs where I would say a movie and you would pitch me like a super, like, woke version of it. So it's like a woke version of, uh, Hunt for Red October, but you know. Uh, race and gender swap every character. So is it, are they all like gay women on a submarine? Yes. Oh, that's is Axel Braun the director? The, no, you a ball. <laughs> okay, I can still get behind that one. Yeah, didn't he do Was It Dead or Alive? You're coming with me? <laughs> no, the, the volleyball chick movie wasn't that. Oh wasn't shit, that? that very well could have been him because that sounds. I like think some that kind was Uwe Boll. That was based on yeah, that was based on the the video game. I think it was a PS1 game or PS2. I can't remember, but anyway. Oh, yeah, let me double check that filmography. Uh, about how long ago was that? Oh, it had to be what early like 15 years. Were you talking about Blood Rain? Mm-hmm. No, no, uh, Dead or Alive. Oh, okay. That's like 2010, I was, think. Was it? Yeah, I can't remember. I don't see it. Let's see. Are you no. sure Uwe Boll directed Dead or Alive and not House of the Dead? Oh, I shit. He know. did Postal? Yeah. Huh. That movie was terrible. The game was a lot of fucking fun, but that movie was awful. <laughs> I will, uh, I'm sorry about all the jumping around. I'm reading the chat right now, and the people are giving us ideas for Terminigro. Uh, guys... We need to become that little production company that could. Where Dude, we uh, about Far Cry? How lame is that shit? Yeah, dude, the Far Cry movie came out and nobody saw it. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a movie. I didn't know either until I'm looking through. UA <laughs> I didn't know I was today fucking... years old when I learned that. Yeah, I'm looking through all these fucking filmography here, and that's how I learned that they actually made a Far Cry movie. It's like, how the fuck do you make a Far Cry movie? I mean, I get it because the premise of the game that you play, like. Far Cry 5, I mean, you can make a pretty good, you know, movie out of that one with the the concept of that game, but there's an awful lot of shit that goes on in that game that I don't know how you make a two-hour movie out of it. Did you play the one with Giancarlo Esposito as the bad guy? No, that's the sixth one, and I was wanting to play that just because the chicken man's in it. I like him. Dio. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say DOA, Dead or Alive, was directed by Corey Yoon. It was not. Uh, it was not our boy, but it was produced by Paul W. S. Anderson, director of the greatest video game movie of all time, Mortal Kombat. Paul Westside Anderson, nice. Paul yeah. West. Jamie Presley was the star of that movie, which is pretty much why I watched it. I could Jamie see Presley. that. I could see that. Let's, a lot. let's be honest. Now, did Crabman show up in that movie? In that movie, because that would be an <laughs> extremely meta deep cut. That would be awesome. <laughs> he just wanders into a scene. 
He just comes wanders in and he just turns and looks and he's like, hey Earl, and just walks away. <laughs> hey crab man. <laughs> Fucking love that guy. That was the show that never got a finale that really pisses me off. No, and it was such a great show. And that and like unironically, Crab Man's my favorite character in that just because he's He's like everybody else in the show, except for he's different too. And it's just, I don't know. It just works. I fucking love Crab Man. I did too. My name is Earl. It's fucking fantastic. I, uh, they don't make shows like that anymore. I've tried the other Greg Garcia shows. Uh, the one with Martha Plimpton was pretty solid. But there was just um, a weirdness and an absurdity to My Name is Earl that really clicked with me. And I like Jason Lee as well. They had a great cast. So, folks, if you haven't watched My Name is Earl... I don't know where it's streaming, but you definitely should watch it. Zulu. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was there. It is. That's where I started watching it. Now, Kendo, oh. I wanted to ask you this question. Since you are our history buff, you're the most well-read, world-class bullshitter. Do you think Oppenheimer is a racist film? Well, I mean, I haven't watched the movie, so I really can't comment on whether or not the movie's racist but considering it was made in like the woke times i would have to say no it's probably not racist but because it is a period piece that takes place in the 30s and 40s i can only assume that they're gonna say it's racist because it doesn't have enough representation in it but that makes absolutely no sense because there would have been zero representation like that at los alamos well the story of Oppenheimer is now being called racist by director Ava DuVernay because she, uh, basically, long story short, let me just give you the. the well, I mean, you don't have to really. F- you can fill us in, but the second you said Ava DuVernay, I immediately just discredited the whole concept that she was throwing out there. Yeah, she's she got fired from uh, the Elseworld stuff, which, or sorry, the Fourth World stuff, which was good because Jack Kirby would be spinning in his grave if he would see her version. But basically, she's trying to make a document or a movie about a current writer, a black female writer. And she said that it's such a process. And she's saying that people don't want to sit through the journey of this writer. And she blames racism for it. She says it's the only example or the only reasoning for it is that it's racism. I mean, I agree. Anybody that doesn't want to learn about anything to do with anybody that's not white is clearly racist. That's, that's the, that's Occam's razor right there. That fixes that every time. I mean, if everything is racist, nothing is racist. Well, Duvernay uh, blamed existing the challenge. Sorry, du- why can't I speak right now? Probably because I'm thirsty as shit. But Duvernay unsurprisingly blamed they the lose. existence of the challenge. Do they still make those anymore? I don't know. Folks in the chat, uh, do people still fucking take Quaaludes? I'm getting Do you remember the drug-snorting aliens from the movie Heavy Metal? Yes. I don't know why that voice made me think of that, but it did. So, uh, what I was trying to get at, though, is she said there's a challenge to making this movie, and she puts all the blame on racism, not because her story is not as interesting as Oppenheimer or the fact that this woman writer didn't change the world like Oppenheimer did, no matter your opinion on the balm. But I just find it funny that we're still living in this era of you don't like my story? Uh, you're racist. No, Ava DuVernay. No one's racist about this shit. You just you're picking a weird, artsy fartsy movie about a topic no one gives a shit about. I mean, 
If I if I if I wrote and directed the David Duke story and nobody went to see it or greenlight it, would that make it racist? Is that how it works? Probably, but I don't know if you want to go down that path. Though if you if you want to see David Duke in a movie, watch Black Klansman. Oh, okay. Because he's played by Topher Grace, and Black Klansman's based on a true story of this black dude in the FBI, and he called David Duke, like, I think every day on the phone or something, and used this fake voice, and basically got him to say all this crap. So, uh, Topher Grace is the perfect uh, actor to play that role. Yes, he is. I mean, you're not, you're not wrong, because... I I, I I don't I don't like Topher Grace mainly because of him being Venom. That's the main reason why I yeah. don't like Topher Grace. But him playing David Duke, that I mean, that could that's funny in way too many ways. That that makes sense on every level. Yeah, it does. One is an it asshole, really and the does. other one's David Duke. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I gotta just be honest for a minute. Some of the topics in entertainment today are so repetitive and dumb. You know, talking about this lady just reminds me of how how much there's a lack of interesting content to discuss in terms of what they're making. And I mean, it just makes me want to make more of my own stuff. Like, I know people joke and think half of the shit we talk about on the show never comes to fruition, but it actually does. And I'm really, really interested in a Terminigro all of a sudden, guys. Like, looking at this picture of Lando, I want to see a Terminigro in a film. Do you think uh, Donald Glover could play him, or no? No. Why would you want to have Donald Glover? I don't. Play I don't. I want Dion to do it because that's like the natural. If we in the do trailer, movie, I do. It has to be Dion because he would ham it up so bad that it'd be awesome. Uh, for the trailer, Dion, of course, is the Terminigro. But who should play him in the big budget feature? Is Denzel too old? We could use the Eliezer again. How about Charlize Theron? Since she's everyone's she favorite African American, we no, that's what we do. That is exactly what we do. We make the term a Negro. We make the trailer, and then naturally, there's like just like with pilots and TV shows, a lot of times there's casting changes here and there, and. Uh, we pull the old Hucklebuck and switch him out and put Charlize Theron in there, and she's the term Negro. And when people get pissed, be like, it's it's a role for an African-American, and she's an African-American. Do you think the internet's head would explode? Yes, because we would be outwoking the woke once again, and it is incredible. Is that how we should operate moving forward? We should have a special show where we try to outwoke the woke, where we come up with ways to outwoke the wokeness? Yeah, like we, we do shit like that to make them because the best thing to do is to paint them in the corner where they have no out to except for them. They will call you a, a Yahtzee and a racist and then storm out of the room. I just want to make that movie now. The the Yahtzee and the racist. No, no, no. The movie where people just storm out of rooms because they can't handle oh. shit. What if we got some Germans to play Yahtzee? Who? Germans. I don't want, I don't, no. I'm just going to put the, my foot down, no. All right. I mean, uh, WCBS. Say those words in their weird accents. You're, you're hiding the Yahtzee board under the floorboards, aren't you? <laughs> Yahtzee! I got six sixes. You think Christoph Waltz will come back for that? Yeah. Be like, yo, can you say, yeah, I got the full house. 
There you go. That's all you got to do. <laughs> so you're telling me John Stamos has a role in this somewhere? Yeah. Dry of a kind. <laughs> Ooh, that's a Yahtzee. <laughs> yeah. Is that how you say it? There you go. That's all you got to do. Just We don't even have to get Germans. We just have to get people that can do an, ex, an extremely hilarious German accent. And then it's just a two-hour documentary about them playing Yahtzee. <laughs> I feel conflicted about doing that accent any longer. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, you can only grow when you step out of your comfort zone. Each yeah. Week, so. All right. Let, let's do it. <laughs> do anything for me. I mean, or that, how about I was that young and needed the money? There we go. We just have Pete play every part. He plays all five Germans. How many famous <laughs> porn stars do you think said that, Pete? Uh, I was young and needed the money. Like, you think John and Michael's ever said that? Oh, I guarantee you, every one of them has uttered that uh, that phrase in some uh, in some shape or form while they were taken back. Never mind. Um, but anyway, yes, my answer is yes. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm be. I'll be. I'll be. I'll, I'll I'll dial it down. Yes, I'll just say yes. They have. They've all said it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they Dude. and then immediately following, they said. Oh. But you know, I'm not positive, but I think Pete and I might be in a similar Facebook group, and regularly there's things posted there were like women are like I was forced into porn or porn ruined my life and things like that. Yep. And they just yes, refuse, refuse to acknowledge the fact that they willingly did this as a business yeah. to make money yep. and it's coming back to bite them in the ass. My, my favorite is when their exclusive content gets leaked. They're like, you guys, how could you do this? And it's like, well, there's a thing called screenshots and some people yep. will do that. And that's how it happened. You know? How dare you let my family know I do this? Well, you're the one doing it, aren't you? Dude, I saw somebody that just threw the greatest haymaker comment of all time. There was somebody complaining on Twitter about OnlyFans, or somebody put something on there about girls on OnlyFans, you know, flocked to it and realized it wasn't the cash cow that they thought they were, and somebody mm-hmm. equated them to local rappers. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, you want to talk about local rappers. We did a story last night. We covered a um, aspiring rapper from Las Vegas uh, got arrested for a homicide only after he wrote a song, produced a video, released said video on his YouTube channel, um, which is still up. And um, basically, it was like his confession to the entire thing and he got arrested out in Vegas for it. So, and then we found uh, we found his channel and then we found the director to the videos channel and the guy like basically doxes himself in the video and gives his like address and his house number and the street and everything is in the uh, video. So we took a guided tour of the neighborhood. Huh. Um, so yeah, that was, that was fun. But yeah, uh, the local rap game is not, not strong right now in Las Vegas. Apparently we'll just say that. I, Never mind. That's an impact and bad taste joke. I'll leave it alone. But uh, I agree with you, Pete. I agree with you. If if Jeff, if you want to hear Jeff make that in bad taste joke, you can hear him come on our show on Wednesday nights. Uh, Holy shit news where he can he can make all the bad taste jokes you want. I'll just say it's fine. Since you set it up like that, I'll still show up on one of these weeks, but I'll tell you it like this. You said about the rap game in Vegas isn't strong. I'm like rap. Vegas isn't a city where rap goes to thrive. It's a city where rap goes no. to die. Tupac got <laughs> shot there. <laughs> But that's, you know, <laughs> I, I feel kind of bad. I wouldn't. Nah, it's okay. 
All right, I got cool. Heat today from it's, the kids when I referred to Tupac as overrated. I oh, I'm not a Tupac fan, so see, I am, but I, I mean, I can, I don't know. I don't think he's the greatest ever, but I, I would say he's up there. I it just is my opinion. I think he's up there. Um, Who is the greatest but, ever? Who is it? Slick Rick, man. <laughs> you know, Max Caster. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know who I would put as the greatest. I mean, my favorite, one of my personal favorites, and he's on my Mount Rushmore is uh, Ice Cube. Yeah, um, I can unequivocally say that I've been an Ice Cube fan since the, what the late '80s. Um, I still have all the cassettes. I mean, the guy's amazing. Always was, um, and still like, No Vaseline is my favorite rap song of all time, and it's the best diss track ever, still to this day. I mean, he totally just ended that beef with that song right there. That was that was it. As they say in wrestling, stick a fork in him. He's done. That was it. Dude, it. Uh, I don't even know what I was going to say. Sorry. I'm just sitting here looking at something on the screen. I go, wait, I'm stone cold sober and I completely lost my train of thought. Folks, uh, contribute to the WCBS Patreon so I can. Uh, Get, I get, what do I have? Alzheimer's now, so I need to get some medicine for that, right, guys? Or Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. Sure. Um, all right. So a lot anyway, of folks in the chat. We got Weird Al. We got from Nas. the rapists. Yeah, the rapists. Uh, Biggie Smalls, baby, baby. That's Dion's favorite. Or Ti. I'm sure Dion likes Ti as well. Now, guys, um, clearly. It was kind of a, a lighter week, so we don't have a ton of topics, so we're going to have to have some fun to uh, fill out the Fun's show. Fun's always good. Yeah. Because um, I don't want to jump into wrestling just yet, because, you know, the wrestling segment's usually at the end of the show, and the audience is conditioned to tune out right around the wrestling segment, so we don't want to end the show just yet, folks. Spread the word when we go live. WCBS, it's weird. The YouTube algorithm slowed down our growth. And then deleted a bunch of subscribers, but we're still chunking away Susan to get to our goal. Like us. I don't know why. We're world class. You know, uh, Broken Lizard likes us. Other people like us. The audience likes us. But you know what? Instead of sitting here and stressing out, oh, why doesn't somebody like me? Nah, man, that's shit that girls would do in high school. We're all grown men. We go on riverboat gambling trips. We make our own beef jerky. We shit with the door open. We talk about pussy. That's what we do. Anybody in the chat know what that's from? Let me know down below. It's from a but, movie. It is from a movie, and a very funny movie, too. It, maybe your favorite actor's best film. But I digress. You guys, um, what's what's been catching your interest, though, this week? I've just been, I've kept my head down, I've made some content, I've been doing comic book pages, but what are you guys, uh, what's new out there for you guys? Mm, I worked a lot this week, and, um... Uh... Did some schoolwork. Uh, there was something I saw the other day that was funny as shit, but I don't remember what it was. Pete, you do this. You're the one that covers news for a living. <laughs> I I haven't made many videos this week, but I mean, we uh, we well, we we've had a spirited week of streams. I mean, we watched wrestling last night after the show. Uh, we watched AEW, but I mean, we covered. Uh, we had a we had some funny news stories last night. Like I said, the the. Uh, we had a Florida woman story. Ah, um, there we go. But I mean, it was, you know, we, we made light of it, but you know, she left her 
kids in a car at a Walmart parking lot with the windows up. But, you know, hey, um, not everybody's a perfect parent, you know. Um, <laughs> we had a, a what, a head, uh, a head found in a uh, drop-off box for clothes donations. Not a head, but a skull in Arizona. Um, oh, that's a little <laughs> less cool. You want to talk about the yeah, paper mache aliens? What? Okay, you tell me oh about the paper mache aliens. What the fuck is that yes, meme please. about? Because I keep seeing the paper mache alien everywhere, and I don't even know what the paper mache alien is. So, so, um, what happened so, was, what happened was, um, somebody, I don't remember if he's, it, it's from Mexico. I don't know if he was a government person in Mexico or what. Essentially, he showed up to their legis to their Mexican Congress, make whatever jokes you want at this point, um, with what he claimed were thousand-year-old non-human alien corpses that were mummified and everything like that. And he rolled up and showed them off and was like, "Look, we've got these aliens. They're corpses. They're thousand years old. Blah blah blah." And Everybody's just been like fucking lighting this up because they obviously look fake as shit. And I don't know if they're paper mache, but they're definitely not actual like alien corpses or mummified anything. And so it's literally become like the new like fun meme thing to make fun of. Oh, okay. So it's nothing, it's not as good as I thought it would be, but at least I know exactly what's up now because. I've seen people make the spirit Halloween thing. It's like a bot. It's got the bag and it tells you the contents of the costume. It's like paper mache alien sticks, something else and lies. And I'm, I was like, what is this? And then I saw one of like Michael Myers, instead of carrying his knife, he carried the paper mache alien. And I started to laugh. So I was just like, what is this? Oh. Yeah. yeah what do you think of it, Pete? Go, go Pete, oh. Pete. The the alien thing is it just seems like a distraction from something at this point. And it's hilarious that they look like the, it, I, to me, I saw it and I'm like, isn't that the little alien that was controlling the big one in men in black? Yes. Like, Orion's belt. That's what he looked like. I'm like, what the hell is this? I'm like, is this men in black four? I'm like the, the actual sequel, not international with big forehead Tessa Thompson. Um, you know, it just, I, it doesn't look real at all. I mean, this is this is literally a meme come to life. Um, yeah, there's there's no there's no way that I'm buying what they're selling here. And it's like, look, here is alien. Ha ha. You know, no, no, this is not. He's an Russian alien. now. He is. He's Russian. I don't know why I went into Yuri Grabovich's accent all of a sudden. Hello, you stupid Americans. Look at alien. Ha <laughs> ha. While we take over, don't worry. You'll enjoy communism. We'll be fine. I'll go get my Yushanka. It's yeah, I was gonna say, is it uh No, that's not that kind of alien kendo. Ah see now there's a layer to the joke that's right there. The Mexicans talking about aliens. Somewhere in there is a great movie that we're not allowed to make. We'll just change Pete's name to Martinez, and it'll be okay. Well, if it's if it's any consolation, my alter ego in professional wrestling was uh, instead of Pete Daddy Dollar was Pedro Poppy Peso. Dude, so, there you go. Now, now we, we can, can make it. that movie. Run it, run it, boys. But no, I just think it's funny because 
you know, it's a slow news week and all of a sudden you see this pop up and like this dude just rolls up into the Mexican Congress like, look, here are aliens. I found them. They're thousand years old. And it's like anybody looking at that just looks like some shitty mannequin that they slapped together and poured a bunch of dust on. Um, You know what? I'm going to look more into that later just for the hell of it. But uh, I'm going to go off camera for a little bit to be able to Tubin. use my phone for reference. To what? To Tubin. <laughs> to Tubin, yes. I'm going to start. I'm going to go fucking Tubin. It's 10 o'clock at night here. I'm going to go fucking spray down my parking or my backyard and turn it into a fucking tubing joint. You guys, it's ectoplasm. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that ghost? Oh, my God. Wolfbusters, buy the book. <laughs> yes, folks. Uh, Pete, I'll have to send you some of the pictures. I sent Kendo. I got some stuff back from the colorist. Uh, I'm very African Americanist. Yes, the African Americanist. God damn. I I wore I wore my I wore my Wokebuster shirt to uh, to school the other day when I was uh, when I was teaching gym. The kids the kids got a kick out of it. They're like, "What is that? Is that the poop emoji?" I'm like, "This is the Wokebusters." kids i'm like let me tell you about that mr mr pete will bring the uh we'll bring the comic in when uh when he gets it everybody loves that damn logo that logo they is do. a talking point man like fantastic i created i created that myself i can honestly say i drew that thing years ago turned it into stuff here you go pete i sent you the colored pages to, you can tell me what you think of them but uh because right. i'll keep you in the loop now but uh yeah i love the Wokebusters logo we were in california and people were like what is that and i'm like well, I'll tell you about it later. It's making Just fun of you is what it's doing. Yeah, I guess. I mean, the Wokebusters in, we can't ever go to California because it's a lost cause, kind of like Austin, Texas. But for some reason, we're trying to save Portland. Just have mm. to find out why. In the they comments. just lost their Nike store. Portland is it, did. Isn't Nike out of Oregon? Yeah, they well they just they shut down in October the Nike community store in Portland. It was the first community the Nike community store and they were um they were donating a ton of money to the community uh and due to all of the th retail thefts they've had and the fact that they're non-prosecutorial offenses now in areas such as Portland, they shut down in October and then they announced within the last couple days that they were permanently closed and leaving Portland, which is yep. very sad because they built that area around the store. So that was, I, I talked about that a little bit on my member stream today. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was sad. It was sad. I, I just can't believe it. Look, we talked about, you know, stuff being memes of stuff. Everything just feels like a, like society feels like a meme right now. It just feels like, the weirdest shit happens, the silliest shit happens, and people just don't, I don't know, man, it's I, it's hard to even put a finger on it, because I, I'm not surprised with what could happen next. Anytime something crazy could happen, it's just like, oh, okay, well. We, we live in this timeline. We do. It's amazing. But which timeline you like, cut out? The stupidest timeline. Oh, we definitely mm -hmm. do, man. Like, What's the I dumbest thing you've seen incident. this week? Oh, shit. Uh, besides the paper mache aliens? Um, Folks in the chat, tell us the dumbest thing you've seen this week. I mean, I don't want to get political with one of the dumbest things I've seen, but our our dear leader being played off to, like, fucking ballroom music and claiming he was in India when he was in Vietnam is kind of dumb. 
<laughs> that was the best. Hey, hey uh, man, hey. Oh, and his his dear son um got in some trouble today as well. Again? That's another story. Well, uh, three, this time it's three, official. Uh, He's officially Yeah, it's in official. Trouble. Three uh, uh was it three charges uh for uh, felony um firearm possession while under the influence of narcotics. Oh shit. Yeah, you can't do yeah. that. No federal indictments. So, yeah. So, um, I guess, you know what, let's just see where this goes. Did you guys see the list of the, uh, top wrestlers from the PWI top 500 list? I didn't, but you had no, my interest, because you have my attention. I figure there's wrestlers on there that I don't rate very highly to be on that list. Uh, I don't know. Yes, actually, one wrestler that's on this list you absolutely hate. But other wrestlers that are on this list, you might be surprised. Cause can we guess the top ten and make a game can, out of it? Yes, let's make a game out of it right now. So, Kendo, sure. Pete, uh, All right. Kendo, you go first since you're you're tenured here, sir. Mm. I haven't been here ten years, but I appreciate the thought. Um, mm. What am I guessing? Number one. Yeah. Uh, fucking. Uh, the blood guy, Moxley. Okay. Uh, Pete, who do you guess is number one? Well, as uh, the man who blocked me on Twitter would say, I'm guessing Twinkle Toes McFinger Bang's on there somewhere. Well, Kenny he, did not, he did not make the top ten. Oh, good. Harpo Finger fucked out of the top ten. I'm not even mad I'm wrong about that. I'm not. Not at all. I see this as an absolute win. As you should, sir. Uh the real number one on this list is Seth freaking Rollins. He made the top ten. Seth uh, Franklin Rollins. Yeah, I yeah. could see I could see Seth Franklin Rollins being in the top ten, top yeah. one, or being number one. He's had a pretty big year. He's been in a lot of fucking big matches, high profile shit. Yep. He's he's the third rated heavyweight champion on 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 WWE since they've got three you know world champions now. Um, I could see that. And of the wrestlers that are out there nowadays in the highest profile spots, he's one of the actual better workers. Now, who do you got for number two? Number two, number two. So Seth Franklin Rollins is number one. Number two, do I want to go AEW? You said it's somebody that I absolutely hate. So I'm just going to assume they put pockets at number two. Oh. Um, God. Let's see. I'm trying to think because I don't, I don't watch much WWE. I watch the AEW stuff. I kind of try to keep up on what's going on in the Fed. Um, so I'm taking it. This includes, does this include both males and females now? Are they... Um, you only have to worry about men because no female wrestler okay. made the top one, okay. like, top ten. Okay, um, which, given Rhea Ripley's meteoric rise, is honestly a bit surprising to me, but I can dig it. Um, God, yeah, it's it's difficult. Um, God, just off the top of my head, let's go with. Uh, this is a, a reach of Stretch Armstrong proportions, but let's go. Uh, what's his name? Takeshita. Oh, take a shit. Take a shitter. Well, no, he did not make the top ten as uh, at all. So that one hurts. 
Yeah. Uh, he's legit. Only one yeah, Japanese wrestler made the list. Would you guys like me to read you the top ten? Yes. Yeah. We have Seth freaking Rollins, Roman Reigns, John Moxley, Gunther, Vikingo, MJF, Okada, Orange Cassidy, Josh oh. Alexander, and Cody Rhodes. Thody, Rhodes, Daddy, my son. Did you know his father is Dustin or Dusty Rhodes? Is it really? I had no idea. Dun, 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 dun. I know. I couldn't believe it. I found out that his dad is Dusty Rhodes, and I was just like, holy shit. No way. Uh, uh, Orange Cassidy. I, you know, I can't help but think that's just Tony Khan pushing a guy he's friends with backstage, kind of like the Bucks and the Elite. Um, I'm not a Cassidy fan just because he's bad for the business. He really is. As somebody who spent a decade in the business, I don't like him. I mean, not a not a personal level. I just don't like the gimmick at all, or lack thereof, I should say. But I, you know what I you know what I mean. Um, God, I don't see him as a top ten. Okada, yeah, I don't know. I he's don't been know. in he's been Ren- a Japanese mainstay for a long time. Though. Yeah, and yep, if it wasn't for Okada, if it, if it wasn't for Okada, Omega wouldn't be as thought of as highly because Okada carried him through some really fucking crazy yep. matches that got him put on the map and it was like oh kitty omega so great it's like no he just happens to wrestle with people that are yeah i don't i don't get the kenny omega hype every match of his i watch i no. just go oh great kenny omega's on like it's never that yep. exciting yeah no it dad Vi- vikingo on there too mm-hmm. that one yeah i i yeah dudes he's he's pretty amazing I'm not a huge fan of AEW's use of a lot of the guys. I, I think he's he's booked pretty well. Um, I, I do. I like his style. There's some of those guys I really I really like, and I, it's like I wish they weren't in AEW. I'm not saying I want them to go to WWE because I really have no allegiance either way. I just want to see good wrestling. That's mm-hmm. why I watch the old stuff from the 90s. Like we just watched uh, Fall Brawl 97 the other night. What happened on that one? People wrestled. Uh, the main was the the main was the NWO. You had Nash, Conan, uh, Bagwell, and um, Savage. No, not Savage. Um, God, who was the fourth? But against the Horsemen, and that's when Henning did the turn. He was mm. a Horseman. He switched the NWO. Uh, a six, six was the fourth man because that was his last uh, last pay per view appearance for before he got to, fired uh, again. WWF. Yep, yep. But uh, yeah, I, Jade Cargill is leaving AEW. I see. Just Joe mentioned that. That okay. I am a huge mark for Jade, not because of her wrestling ability, because I think she's an absolute goddess, <laughs> probably one of the hottest women I've ever seen. Um, but her wrestling is absolute dog shit. Um, I watched her kick that poor girl, one of those big four-headed twins, in the chest the other night, and I was just like, oh my god! I think she stomped like right through her chest. Like it was so stiff like and then they put statlander you know the belt on her instead of taya valkyrie which shouldn't have happened um yeah it, it was just yeah jade has been that's another one tony khan likes the way she, he she looks so he books her you know a certain way is the way it was and she should have stayed away for about a year went to japan went somewhere learned actually how to wrestle which she was trained by ar fox guy's a great worker um i don't know what happened with her she has all the athletic ability and look but just it's not translating into wrestling it's not working 
I didn't see the um, I haven't seen AEW in a couple of weeks, but I did see the stuff about Cargill, and I did see how people think you know she should go to WWE, and I don't think she'll fit. I don't you know WWE. I don't no. know what's gonna happen now that the UFC owns that Vince is still in charge though, but he's not the head of creative. No, he he runs everything. That was part of the deal with Endeavor. Is that Vince stuck around and Vince is in charge of WWE? I'm pretty sure he just got a new role though when they announced all that stuff yesterday. The role is whatever I want it to be, pal. God damn it, I'm in charge. I run this shit. Well, they're gonna move pay per views to Sundays. That sucks. I didn't. I liked them on Sundays, and I didn't like them moving them to Saturdays at first. But then I'm like, hey, you know what? Saturdays is kind of nice because. Especially during this time of year where I don't miss anything because I'm watching football instead because it's better. I am happy that um, they're on Saturday nights because I usually go over to Phil's to watch wrestling and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, one or two in the morning because we played video games afterwards and it's no big deal. It's Sunday morning. You wake up whenever you wake up. McMahon will serve as executive chairmeister of the new entity. Oh, okay. And this here says that uh, CEO Ari Emanuel becoming CEO, Mark Shapiro as president and chief operating officer. Emanuel will not take on any creative roles with WWE's head of creative, Paul Levesque, expected to remain in his role, which means Vince is in charge. And with Nick Khan becoming president of WWE post-merger, not unlike Dana White's role as president of UFC. The deal additionally grants McMahon life tenure as executive chairman, the right to nominate five WWE representatives on the 11-member board, as well as veto rights over certain actions by the new company. Well, Vince got himself a great deal. Told you, pal. Still in charge. I got all the chocolate titties I want, and no one's going to sue me. (sighs) God damn it, it's me, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Why is Macho Man backstage with Stephanie? Ooh, yeah, Vince, I'm going to take your bill. Never mind. Never mind. That's going to be a skit. I knew where that was going. I'm going to ask you to just finish that one off air. (laughs) Will do. (laughs) Got to hear the rest of that one. No, uh, all joking. (laughs) What? Yeah, the cream always rises to the top, you know. Yeah. Yeah, something else rules too, Vince. I'll tell you what. But off air, oh yeah. Uh, let's check in with our audience because uh, they might send in some fun messages. By the way, folks, we had uh, a night. Wow, uh, quite a few people bought some stealing solos while we were on air tonight. I guess they like to see the physical book in hand. What? I said fucking a. Yeah, man. Uh, that's been a very nice surprise. I need to buy that book. Folks, be like me. Buy the book. Yeah. God damn it. Maybe if they work hard enough, they can be in the book. Mm, let's not give them false hope. Yeah. Well, uh, there is Folks, a, if you uh, donate a certain amount of money, we'll put you in comic books. Yeah. Uh, if you go to the specific tier for Wokebusters, that's up there right now. So if you go to Indiegogo and back the tier because the campaign's in demand, uh, you can uh, you could be in the book. It's not too, too late. I uh, You could be one of the villains if you'd like. <laughs> no, but... Uh, Wokebusters is deep, deep, deep into production. I can't wait for that to be uh, 
read by everyone out there because it's a game changer, folks. Stealing Soul is a fun read. It's been called Laugh Out Loud Funny and a bunch of other stuff. I mean, hell, even we had Laser Pants on last night and he backed it and he said he enjoyed it towards the end of the stream. So it's getting good buzz. Get yourself a copy of this original printing while it's still here because you know you want the original printing with the Star Wars vintage action figure style cover. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a collector. I'm an artist. I'm a creator. I'm all of these things. And this version is wonderful. It's got this great cover. There's a Phantom Menace edition that I might put up on the website as well, if people are interested. It's a, a bit thicker of a book and has autograph pages and such. So that's always out there for you, too. But, uh, yeah, folks, DealingSolo.com is the only place to get all of these wonderful things. Um, and uh, Monster Zero One has all the variant covers of Stealing Solo. Nice. Boom. Uh, Monster Zero One message me on one of our social media platforms i have uh some extra stealing solo swag if you have all the covers but you may not have some of the swag uh if you'd like to get every piece and have a more complete collection let me know i'll send you some stuff as a thank you so uh folks i like to make collectibles let's let's make some fun ones uh finish wokebusters we'll jump into my uh personal project that i want to make and then we'll jump into terminigro and uh I guess I'm going to have to do the sequel to Stealing Solo because that's going to be, you know, oh, sold out soon. So, Kendo, we'll have to have a brainstorming session. I'm 100% on board, but I've just caught this headline that's got my attention. You caught the what? The O-line that had your attention? No, this headline right here. Oh, what is this headline? Please share. Norwegian princess to marry amulet-wielding American shaman who teaches cancer is a choice. What? That's a lot to unpack. Yes. Uh, Derek Verrett <laughs> and the princess have become increasingly controversial in Norway due to their alternative message, uh, met medicine and spiritual beliefs. Let me read through this a little bit more because um, I saw that. And I'm like, what? So the princess has been engaged since June of last year to Verrett, who believes himself to be a sixth generation shaman capable of curing diseases and communicating with spirits. So... You know, he's a big fucking loony. Um, let's yeah. see. Incredibly, yeah, the couple's done a series of speaking tours. The Princess and the Shaman. That sounds like a Disney movie. Which features the two on stage discussing their alternative medicine and lifestyle, apparently, and spiritual practices. Verit has become increasingly controversial in Norwegian society as his breadth of health claims continues to shock the public. The self-professed shaman has claimed at different times to be able to heal people with his magical amulet. The... That cancer is a choice of the or is a choice the body makes when it no longer wants to live, and that casual sex impresses spiritual geometry inside a woman's vagina that attracts subterranean spirits and more. God damn. Cool. All right. What a looty dude. This is great. Um, so there you go. If, if you get diagnosed with cancer, apparently your body has made that decision. It doesn't want to live anymore. But this shaman can show up with his magical gemstone and make everything better. Why do I feel like this is the guy from Seinfeld, Tor Ackman, with the triangles and George turns purple? I don't know. I was just like looking through some shit, and that 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 pops up, and I'm just like, huh, that that is weird. Why? I okay. Sidebar, we live in 2023. Yes. Communicating with spirits and magical gems and alternative medicines and things like that. Haven't we proved that most of that shit just is non 
real. Like we've proven and we've got plenty of stuff to back us up that says, yeah, that's a bunch of bull honky. Yeah. A bunch of malarkey. Yes. How do people still fall for this shit? People want an answer that makes them absol- feel absolved of any responsibility. You know, if, if something, if I come down with an ailment, I'm going to be seeking medical advice and from professionals. I'm not going to be like, I need a shaman to show up with his magical amulet and cure me of my issues. I'm with you. I'm not going to call a shaman for anything. No. What about you, Pete? You calling a shaman? Yeah. Um. No. No. That's he's very low on the list of people I would call. Right after um, that little short doctor. You know that guy. He's 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 that guy's farther down than the shaman, obviously. <laughs> but uh, so you would you would rather you would rather have you'd rather call this fucking guy than the former head of whatever it was that he was in charge of. After the Beagles, yes. Okay. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> Folks I'll, I'll in the, the chat. Triangles. Folks in the chat, tell us who you'd rather <laughs> seek out. The fucking amulet-wielding shaman or Fauci. <laughs> we get weirder when it gets later. It's been a long week, guys. I know. <laughs> I, got, I got so much to do still. That's okay. I can't complain because... Things are going good, so thanks, everybody. Yeah. Um, we have to check in with our audience because we could have a lot of fun with some of the stuff they've been, they've been sending in. Let me get some water. That'll help. Sorry, folks. I also got an email. They're finally making Bulk and Skull action figures for the first time, and I have to buy them. Really? The first time? No. I thought they'd, they... they'd never made those before? Nope. Wow. The only Balkan skulls that existed back in the day, they had these little mini ones. They were like two-inch figures on a platform. They kind of were like an army man, but they had paint. That was the only Balkan skull you could get. You know what those two dudes should do to really capitalize on like the resurgence of the 90s and the Power Rangers and all that stuff? They should go out and they should create a place called Balkan Skull Ranch, create their own beer, you know, make their own podcast. There you go. That's all they got to do. Because... Clearly, people will accidentally find them when they try to find the actual one that they copied. I wish the best of Balkan Skull. I love those dudes. I, They're the finest part of Power Rangers. Yeah, you know what? They were fine until one day I was trying to sleep in a hotel room and I heard their fucking theme song going off nonstop at 4 o'clock in the fucking morning and there was no way to deactivate the cell phone that was playing that damn ringer to wake people up. You know, watching Power Rangers as an adult, I don't really see Balkan Skull as the bad guys. I see them as the kids that are being bullied by the Power Rangers because Balkan Skull have shit grades. They are hated by everyone. They are the outcasts. The Power Rangers are like Kimberly, what would be considered a mean girl or is what would be considered a mean girl. So Kimberly would be this mean girl character, and the rest are these like uppity douchebags who have perfect grades. They do community service, and they really do, uh, you know, kind of treat Balkan Skull pretty crappy. Balkan Skull, maybe one time, if they would have just been like, "Hey, you can come hang out with us," maybe uh, Balkan Skull would have chilled out, and they would have been like, "Yeah, maybe Kimberly doesn't like me, but we can all be friends." You know, shit. Maybe they could have been, they could have been Power Rangers in waiting. You know, if they mm. would have shown those virtues. But no, 
The Power Rangers are the real villain in the story. They're the elitist douchebags who didn't let Bulk and Skull hang out with them because they were poor and they had ugly parents. <laughs> <laughs> That's my theory. Or they could have gone the other way. Uh, you know, lived in the basement and played Doom and had all the bad things that happened. True. That is much darker than I was going to take it. What? I was just going to say they were going to grow up and go live on a commune. What the fuck were you thinking? Never mind. <laughs> I'm not going there. TLJ Screwjob says, when I watched the highlights of the Cowboys versus Giants, I was happy for Dion. Then I remembered he's a Lions guy. I hope Dion has a moment like Kendo when the Blues won the Stanley Cup for a few years ago. Or a few years ago. Dude, I had that I had that moment multiple times. The Blues won the Stanley Cup and the Chiefs won two Super Bowls. I mean, fuck. I've been spoiled lately. Although the Blues have just completely gone down the shitter the last year or so. And the Cardinals also equally suck. And the Chiefs open up this season with a loss to the Lions at home. And I can't explain how that happened other than just poor play. Yeah, well, uh, we had equally poor play. Joe Burrow did not score once after he scored that amazing contract. So, Yeah, well, unfortunately, sometimes that's what happens. When they get paid, their wallet just weighs them down. Come on, Joe. Fucking do better. Uh, so, Georgian, thank you very much. He says, Couch Kendo, YouTube showed me huh. a video that James Buchanan was the worst U.S. president. Was he really a bad? Was his was he really as bad as Woodrow Wilson? Hulk hyperventilating, please. Hulk I do Kendo? like how I'm now couch Kendo. Yes, that's what I, I would like to be couch Kendo. I would love to just be sitting here on the couch with most of the spare time I have just watching TV. So maybe that's the maybe that's what I should shoot for. Like once football season's over in a couple couple of months, then I can become couch Kendo. I'll just change my handle. Um, Okay, so here's what Buchanan did. Buchanan was a caretaker president that didn't do anything on the issue of what was happening in the states dividing even further in the slavery issue and things like that. He didn't cause the Civil War. That was probably going to happen anyway, but he sure shit didn't do anything to prevent it from happening or slow down that freight train in any way, shape, or form. He just kind of sat there and didn't really get involved and just kind of let fucking uh, shit, partisanship uh, become a bigger fire than it than it already was and essentially did, didn't do anything. And, and then the Civil War broke out as soon as Lincoln got elected, states seceded, and all that other stuff. So, yes, he was a terrible president in that he did nothing to fucking make anything better and just allowed issues to exacerbate, and then we eventually got the Civil War out of it. But Woodrow Wilson is on a different level of just jackassery that essentially led to most of the bad shit that happened in the 20th century. We wouldn't have had the rise of the Soviet Union and communism without Wilson because if Roosevelt is the president or Taft, we probably get into World War One sooner and the war ends before the Russians have their Bolshevik revolution. Ho Chi Minh isn't cast away from the negotiations and maybe is allowed to meet with whoever our president is at the time, maybe. And he doesn't go to the Soviet Union and turn communism or Vietnam communist. China doesn't become communist as a result of it because communism never becomes a thing. We 
don't have a lot of the bullshit that we end up having, like the income tax and a bunch of other stuff or the fucking Federal Reserve. And then World War One would have ended sooner. People wouldn't have had such butthurt feelings in Europe. And there wouldn't have been hyperinflation in a certain little country that rhymes with Bermany. And you wouldn't have had a charismatic dude that came along um, telling everybody that they're great and they're not this terrible country that's being shat upon by everyone around them and bringing about a fervent, you know, bloodthirsty society hell bent on restoring the name of Bermany and its glory. And we end up getting World War II out of it. That probably wouldn't have happened either. There is a great video. Uh, fuck, let me look it up real quick. It's about Wilson and how much of a dick bag he was. Uh, fuck, was he arm? Was it the armchair historian? Let me look. Bear with me, folks, while I type as fast as I can. I enjoy uh, history videos on YouTube. I know that sounds like a very yes. boring thing to say, but you know, it's the so cynical fun. historian. So if you go see the cynical historian, he's got a two-parter about Woodrow Wilson and why he was a, a total shitbag dick heel motherfucker that pretty much set up all the ills of the 20th, 20th century that you know the united states came running with so there you go most corrupt woodrow wilson there's a channel called forgotten history that has a video about woodrow wilson and his i mean not so much corrupt just you know being a total dick bag shit heel well <laughs> Let's uh let's give Sir George and his button. Uh, where are you at? Ah, oh, you're over here. All right, here you go. We got the Hulk. He's got asthma. was intense brother that looks like that was all from the same promo it was damn did he just yeah, run some uh, gassers before then i mean it was 1988 uh. no sorry 89 because that would have been wrestlemania 5 i hate you Hulk hogan yeah that's the best fucking macho man promo oh god i love it what would you guys say the better macho man promo is if there is one oh man um Oh, his promos on, I was going to say his promos on Hogan were also just, they were filled with vitriol because he legit didn't like it. There was a lot of truth in those promos, and they make him yeah, he, he really good. Yeah, he hated Hogan. We'll just know. say every promo Savage cut that involved Hulk Hogan. All yeah. Right. Or his fucking diss track, Be a Man Hogan. Never heard that oh. song. Be a, be a man, Hulk. Ooh, yeah. Dude, the hook the hook is running from you're running from macho is what I or come on, Hogan, don't be scared. You're running from macho is what I heard. That is the fucking like the hook in that song. So you're missing out if you've never listened to it. I need to. Yeah, you do. TLJ Screwjob, thank you. Empire equals run by men. Stable. New Republic, run by women. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> that is an extremely fair observation. Yeah. 
I don't disagree with your assessment. Well, uh, who took down the Empire? A woman-led rebellion. So, I don't know what to say. They did a bad job, a good job, a... I don't know. Star Wars was better before Disney bought it. End of story. Moving on. Uh, Zombie Box Reviews says CGI is shit. We saw John Wick was Amber Heard in mocap. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I don't know how to respond to that one. Overkill161 says instead of sending death threats, send slight inconvenience threats, such as threatening. <laughs> Sending threats, hoping Ryan Johnson rips his pants in public. Button 43. Actually, can we make that a... Actually, we can. I have the power. I run this shit. Folks, I want to make the slightly inconvenienced threats a nice uh, weekly segment for a while. So send us your slightly inconvenient threats to worldclassbs at mail.com. The best mail. I'm all for that, you know. I hope... (laughs) I hope somebody, you know, just say, you know, hey, Seth Rogen, I hope your car battery, you know, you leave your lights on, your car battery dies, and you're stranded in the middle of the night someplace, and then you get shot. Yeah, but then Seth Rogen will be like, ha, 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 that's anti-Semitic, ha, ha, ha. That's basically like, I Seth didn't Rogen. say anything about cement. But, the, hey, look, it's, a, it's anti-driveway, I don't know. I'm all for that gravel, son. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Uh, he says you wanted a button forty three. Here you go. You're an inanimate fucking object. <laughs> I know that's Ralph Fiennes, but I don't know the movie. I think it's in Bruges. Oh, I've never seen that one. That's a great movie. Um, it's directed by. I don't give a shit. I'm not even going to talk about that. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy and his movie. Yeah. <laughs> Who's it directed? It doesn't matter who it's directed by. Adam Wofford says, "Episode two, WCBS and WCBS versus Werewolves of the Black Land of Mars." Dion hopes they don't bite my black ass. Coming this spring, twenty twenty four. We really, folks. Help us continue to grow. We will make more of these projects for fun. You guys want fun stuff that can be uh, great independently produced entertainment. So you got to remember the one thing. I refuse to put out anything that isn't up to snuff. So even when we move into the realm of like produced filmed entertainment, uh, it will always be the highest level possible uh, that we can achieve. So be excited for what we put out because like my black ass sounds like it's just going to be a group of dudes laughing in a circle no 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 when we make you that Terminigro trailer and the subsequent Terminigro comic book action figure line swimsuit birthday cake mix lemonade powder and uh, a soft scrub we're going to be you know dependent on you guys to go in that adventure or on that adventure with us so folks the only way to do that is stick around each and every week and listen to the deep thoughts of world-class bullshitters. So, Enrique Vasquez, thank you very much, Enrique. He says, hail Jeff, or WCBS, three days in a row. Don't spoil us, Jeff. Uh, gonna be doing more, man. I missed you guys. Uh, did you hear from Valiant and Pro that the whole Star Wars franchise cost $11 billion? 
I did not. I will have to look into that and make a video. That would be an interesting uh, video to make because if those numbers line up to stuff, that's a far cry greater than the $4 billion we've been talking about for many, many years. Chris Wicks, what is up, buddy? Hey. He says, greetings and salutations, hosts hey. from the People's Champ and the People's Champ ETEP. How would you plug the hole in the Titanic that is Star Wars? Which director can save Star Wars? Which character, legends, etc.? Which movies or TV studios would you use? That's a lot of questions. I ain't answering them. Well, he sent Oof. in a very nice $30 super chat, Kendo, so. Yeah, but he likes answers. Manchester United, so he doesn't have, he's got, you know, issues. <laughs> oh, so you have a bias against our pal Chris Wicks. Got it. It's not like the dude came all the yeah. way over from Australia to hang out with us at Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, and it's not like I talk to him on a semi-regular basis either when we're not busy, but that's not the point. The point is, I don't think I have a point here. Um, let's see, how would you plug the hole in the Titanic to the Star Wars? Uh, Big League Chew. I mean, that stuff's pretty sticky. <laughs> um, Gorilla Glue. Yeah. Gorilla Glue. It works on hair, too. Yeah. Uh, which director can save Star Wars? Which characters, legends, etc.? movie or tv studio so as it stands now it's never going to get fixed because the people that are in charge see it as a money machine instead of what it was which was a beloved property that had lots of potential at this point is there a way to fix what's going on no because they bombarded people with way too much shit out of the star wars you know tent that was crap and turned off a lot of fucking people. They learned that they can't just put Star Wars on anything, put it out there, and it just be something people go gaga over. Star Wars was big and important and special when it was like an event, when you waited three years to get the movie, and then you had to wait another three years to get the movie, and another three years to get the movie. Then they came along and gave us the same movie again, but woke five before we even knew what shit that was. And then they gave us a disjointed movie from a self-indulgent, self-arrogant, self-filating motherfucker that completely slapped fans in the eye, except for the douchebag fans. And then they gave us a completely discombobulated piss take of a film that spent half the film trying to piss on and shit on the previous film and essentially pointed to us and said, you're all a bunch of idiots, you'll pay the money anyway. So, mm. I feel like that Titanic that is Star Wars is already broken in half and that fat bitch wouldn't let Leonardo DiCaprio get up on the door. So there, there's that. Uh, which director can save Star Wars? I'll just go with Spielberg. Um, which character's legend? I mean, they've already done the original characters pretty fucking dirty. Like to kill off Han Solo like a bitch after they turned him into an absent father. Uh, Luke goes out like a bitch for no reason because he forces too hard and Ray just kind of dunks all over him with her, you know, mad forcing skills. Uh, Leia's dead because she couldn't stop doing fucking cocaine. Um, I mean, you got Chewy. You could do something with Chewy. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like the horse has already left the barn and it's way past even the pasture boundaries at this point. They gotta shut it it's all down. Good. They gotta they gotta shut it all down and do absolutely nothing with it for about twenty years, and then come up with something original that is in the vein of what Star Wars was originally. Maybe with some EU property that they didn't you know fuck up and shit upon, and just you know 
how can we miss you if you won't go away? Well, you keep putting out shitty Star Wars stuff. So how do we how do we how do we get excited for and miss Star Wars if you just keep putting out shitty fucking properties right re- repeatedly and regularly? That's my two cents. But you got a nickel's worth, so shut up. <laughs> uh, Pete, anything you want to add to that? I I pretty much covered it. I got nothing on that, and that's something for me. I I feel similarly to Kendo. I will say Spielberg's an interesting choice. I'd like to see Edgar Wright. I'd like to see a true Star Wars comedy. I think that would be interesting because everything's so serious. And I know people are going to make the joke, well, Jeff, it's The Last Jedi is a joke. It is. You're 100% correct. But like an actual professionally made Star Wars comedy where it's just, you know, this... Not like... Family guy, like, hey, look, we're doing Star Wars stuff. It's just like the world is natural. Like, it's used, they're used to living in the world of Star Wars, but it's just a funny, you know, version. Make it relatable to, you know, us, not, you know, making like gundark jokes and all this random bullshit that only nerds would laugh at. Um, but something cool and unique like that, or I'd like to see a Star Wars horror movie. That could be really amazing if they did the, uh, what is a zombie stormtrooper book? Death Troopers? Where they find that Star Destroyer out in the middle of nowhere, and they go on board, and they're all zombified stormtroopers, and they oh, eat damn, them and shit. I, know, I never, never heard about that. That's real. That came out when I was in college. Uh, oh, check that one out, dude. See, I, I always wanted a Hoth horror story about like a bunch of rebels and some snowtroopers that got left on Hoth, and they had well, listen, and but it would feature the Wampas that were in that room in the Echo Base. And, you know, they're trying to survive, and all these wampas are picking them off one by one. I just thought it'd be kind of a cool side story. But you could do that as, like, a horror um, as a horror story. I I thought that would be cool. I think Jim Wynorski should direct that. But all right. That's Here, here's what you do. Here's what you do. You can I want to see that. Yeah. Here you take the Hoth horror story idea. It's great. What ends up happening is this, there's a few stormtroopers left and a few, you know, rebels left. And they're out of ammunition and... They could either bludgeon each other to death or fight with each other, but instead they realize their best chance of survival is actually to stick together. So they 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 cross that divide a little bit to declare peace with each other, just in the in the in the name of mutual you know assurance and safety. But what ends up happening is one of the wampas gets in and they kill it, but somehow the wampa blood gets on one of the people, and then they turn evil and they start killing everybody. But then they gotta. They can't trust each other, and they got to figure out who who is actually the bad guy. There's never been a movie like that before. It'd be perfect. Never, never at all. I I was gonna suggest you do have the rebels and the Imperials that are left on the planet get along, but food becomes scarce, and it could be like a, a whole alive situation where there could be thoughts of cannibalism because they can't kill this Wampa. Like the Wampa should be the the villain of the story. And it should only be seen, like, towards the end. You should hear it. Because I know we all know what the Wampa looks like. But you don't want to watch yep. the monster just walk around in the snow. It's not scary. You want to have these guys at night running around in a snowstorm. You can hear the Wampa. And I would have it where the snow falls with such, uh, like, a heavy pattern. But you don't know that the Wampa kind of just, it looks like he appears out of nowhere. And then as the snow blows away, so does he. It's just like this a cool effect. I would, I can see this Star Wars horror movie right now. I would love it's kinda that. Like the, kind of like the Donner Party, but with yeah. Wampas. Yeah. You think we should take it that dark? I do. I do. That yes. that could be really yes. good. 
if if you want to go horror with it, yes, that's like that was the concept. I like we were we've talked about it before, because um, I always thought that would make such a kick ass movie. Um, if you know, given Star Wars wasn't owned by complete idiots, um, you know, who just ravage its corpse at every chance they get, you know that that would that would be a fantastic um, dark uh, Star Wars horror movie. You could also do something like that if they ever, like I said, if it was on hypothetical, non-stupid timeline with the Yuuzhan Vong, um, something like that from the EU. That would be kind of, I always, I, I always thought, man, that would be so dope to see the Yuuzhan Vong on screen if they could pull it off. But I'm like, nowadays it would just, it would be shite and it would all go back to like global warming or something caused the Yuuzhan Vong. I don't know. You laugh, but... We're not too far off from Star Wars going to have PSAs. Like, hey, folks, make sure you write in for your congressman this way. It's like, what What are you, what are you doing to Star Wars now? Come on. Um, I'm Luke Skywalker. You might remember me from some of your favorite Jedi-themed films that I can't say the name of so we don't get sued. But the thing is, global warming's killing us all. It's like, God damn it, Luke, shut up. There's, there's campaign ads featuring Palpatine. I love democracy. <laughs> I love the Republic. Go out and vote. <laughs> wait, what? Do we want to listen to him? Yeah, wait. Does he want us to vote for him? Or... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not voting for a Supreme Chancellor. Hey, now, Kendo, what yeah. is the uh, number of write-in votes a candidate has to have to be like... Let's see you know how they'll do like random write-in v- ballots. How many people yeah. have to like receive a, that vote to be considered president? Is it even possible? You would have to receive an... To be considered, so if somebody could get written in in order to win the presidency, is that what you're asking? Yes. They would have to receive enough write-ins to win the state and then win enough states to win the electoral college. Okay, so. So based on our last election where apparently 160 million people voted or some shit like that, you're going to need about 100 million write-in votes. Okay, I wanted to write a story, uh, maybe we'll turn it into a skit here on the channel, where somehow they convince a hundred million people to write in for this fictional person for president that people think is real, and it could just be this really like bizarre story of like how people broke broke the voting system that way. I think that'd be really funny. It'd be a comedy, it wouldn't be like some dark allegory for, you know, modern day politics, but... I mean. You can break the voting system real easy. Just put up, you know, screens around where the counting's happening and just have a bunch of boxes show up in the middle of the night. <laughs> Be sure to cast your vote for the Empire and do your duty. By mail. <laughs> Only by mail. Lesson you be a bigot. I don't know. Lesson you be a bigot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Xavier to God, thank you very much. Thank you, Chris Wicks, for that. That was a lot of fun. Hopefully we gave you... Uh, we made up for Kendo's lack of enthusiasm. <laughs> what are you talking about? I know, I know, I know. I mean, I can't help it. Manchester United sucks. But this baby takes <laughs> the morning train. He works That's from true. 9 to 5 and then. Yeah, and then he goes home again. and Ike slaps Tina in the eye. That, he, that told her to go, he told her to go on the paper. <laughs> Proud to marry my ass. Smack. <laughs> Where's my beer? What's love got to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> Folks, domestic abuse is not funny. 
But for some reason, it is right now at this very instant involving those two people. <laughs> oh, fuck. I made a gif out of uh, uh, Ray and Janae Rice in the elevator, Kendo. I know you. I know you get that one. That's got Frolic playing on it with the Wilhelm scream. Poor guy's career was never the same after that one. Bumble! Although it gave my fantasy league that I was my buddy Rocco's fantasy league. It had one of the best team names of all time after that beats by Ray. <laughs> uh, spousal abuse oh. is not funny, people. It is not. Not at funny. all. <clears throat> Xavier to God says, I suggest to all you guys and Nick to check out the show Blue Mountain State if you haven't. It's about a college football life slash drinking, weed, and other drugs. I mean, I'm all for it. I mean, it sounds like it would give me some recollections from my playing days that ended before college and high school for that matter. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'll I'll give it a watch, Xavier to God. one of my friends of the channel uh, that we've had on, uh, Drew, the comic writer, uh, he likes Blue Mountain State. He was talking about it at Horror Hound with us. Shrubbles08, thank you very much. He says, Oppenheimer in the film says he wished he, we should have atom bombed Germany. So Oppenheimer is racist against the Germans. I'll take a oh. message and battleships. Well, there we go. Now we have a confirmation. Well, that works. I mean... The Germans gave up before we had to put the atom bomb on them. Uh, World War II is still a fascinating subject to me. It never really... You know how there was like a minute where everything was like an oversaturation of World War II stuff? I feel like we're back to like World War II content is not only acceptable, but kind of cool again. Well, that's because we've been bombarded with all this America sucks stuff, and it's kind of nice to see us be the good guys again. I never thought of it uh, from that point of view. Because there's there's no gray area there. You can talk about some of the conflicts we've been in since World War II and were we really the the the, the good guys. I'm always going to say yes because most of those conflicts were against fucking pinko commies and they're always the bad guys in my opinion. But there was no gray area in World War II that we were definitely on the side of good. Well, I... I agree with you. And we beat the shit out of two countries at once. It was incredible. Two-time World War champions right here, baby. Uh, let's give Shrubbles 08 what he wants as well. So have you ever done DMT? <laughs> and he also requested this one. This is one of Kendo's all-time favorites. Message! Message! also one of my all-time favorite movies my favorite part of that is uh when he's banging her he's like oh girl you took so tight she's like wrong hole (laughs) and it makes that like cork pop sound (laughs) dude my favorite one of my favorite parts is when he's like man dashiki's pregnant and you see the guy behind the counter that's like doing something he drops all those cups everywhere and then you hear him he's like dashiki was born pregnant he goes yeah but it's mine and the guy starts fucking crossing himself (laughs) What do you say when you meet a nice man, kids? Are you my you daddy? <laughs> hey, mister, I'll give you a dollar. You leave me alone. Fucking kid walks up with a knot after he gives him the dollar. Yeah. 
or do the... we have a problem here with the ussr god fucking man. should i wear this uzi with the low tops or the bunny slippers with the tech nine mm-hmm. mm. i'll just wear these and he progressively has more shit in his hair throughout yep, the movie yep, yep and then the one line man she got more kids than mrs wayans <laughs> i fucking love that part too god what a Anybody great want a hamburger movie. Well, we should have a we should do a movie night where we watch that and record something. Yeah, and all the spoofs in that movie are just like dead on. Like, oh yeah, they are just like the. F- it's hard to pick exactly what movie it's coming from because they all run together so perfectly with all the movies that they're fucking making yep. fun of. Oh, dude, the dead presidents part with grandma yep. at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Juice gets made fun of. Fucking boys yep. in the hood. Uh, what was the? Wasn't didn't they do a a seat? Was it uh, poetic justice? Didn't they do a nod to that one too? At one I point, think so. I, I know menace. I know menace to menace society, society is fucking yep done quite you know prominently in that yep. movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a fantastic movie. Fucking ashtray. That's the ashtray. Ashtray. Adama sends it a very generous super chat guys he says what up guys I realized that toys were last night's topic but did you hear that the Power Rangers lightning collection is taking a break it might never come back at least we got Tommy's Master Morpher I did hear that I had actually heard that a while back um, Adama Hasbro did a fine job I never bought those figures outside of the first White Ranger release to just you know, test the wares, as they would say. And I didn't like it. I didn't like the sculpts or the uh, paint apps. I thought they looked, the Power Rangers looked kind of cheap. But I got to give Hasbro credit that they really did exhaust the most valuable part of the brand because I know there's going to be a lot of varying age groups that listen to this show and consumed Power Rangers through different generations. But the only phenomenon version of the Power Rangers was the original Mighty Morphin. That show was everywhere. Everybody knew about it. It was as big as Ninja Turtles. You couldn't turn on a TV without seeing a Power Rangers commercial. It's like one of the last huge properties that took over. But the other version, and to add to that too, every every kid liked the Power Rangers. Like, yeah, you had your Turtles kids, of course. But most of my friends, if they liked Turtles, they liked Power Rangers too. And we all played. We had the costumes. We had the swords. We had the morphers and the guns and all this stuff. It was morphin' time eh, all the time. So they catered to that audience very well. They gave, you know, the villains. They gave the rangers. They gave the civilian heads with different haircuts so you could make your own kit-bashed figures. They gave you Rita Repulsa. They gave you Lord Zed. They gave you putties, pumpkin wrapper, you name it. Uh, I I think the only ones they maybe they even did squat and baboo. The point is, they have successfully produced most of the Mighty Morphin line. So and they know there's not much money to do other characters from other iterations because those versions of Power Rangers were never as successful and popular. So they decide that it's time to take a break because you can only remaster the Rangers so many times. So you got to let these figures go up in value. You got to have people hungry wanting more. And then when the market's just right, they'll have a new wave of Power Ranger figures that look more realistic and people will buy those. And then, you know, they'll do all the figures again in that new realistic style. 
and then, you know, those will go away and go up in value, and they'll re-release those figures because they spent a lot of money to tool them. And eventually, they'll retire it and do it again. It's all cyclical, but I'm not surprised that Hasbro's doing that. And I did see Tommy's Master Morpher. I thought it was cool. I'm a stickler to, like, if it was on the original show when I was a kid, I'm cool with it. If it's, like, a newer version or an add-on or something else, I'm just not about that. So, not that I'm against it, I just, I've never bought it or will buy it. But I do want to get the gold morpher like Tommy had on the TV show, because that was the tits. But thank you, Adama, for that and everything you'd send into this channel. Especially by being here. Enrique Vesca says, Jeez, and I thought my country was the joke of the week. <laughs> That's a burn. Mm, 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 mm. Get some Alan Beer for that one. Enrique, that's harsh. Apologize. Uh, TLJ Screwjob says, fuck, Mary kill. All right, here we go. Fuck, Mary kill time. All right. Best technical wrestler, Brett, Kurt, Chris Benoit. Best technical wrestler, Kurt. Oh, this one's a hard one. Um, Damn. I'm going to kill Benoit, not because of the fact that he's a double murderer, but he did it already himself. Ha! There we go. No. Um, <laughs> kill Benoit because while he is an amazing technical wrestler, Brett and Kurt are better. So it's process of elimination. Oh. Are we talking about professional wrestling technical wrestler or just wrestle? Oh, see, that's where it gets tough because technical would better, like professional wrestler technically would be Brett. But Kurt had that really great amateur background. He took a professional wrestling like a fish to water. <sighs> Somebody else can go if they want to, if they got an answer. Um. I'll, I'll jump in with this one. I am going to, I'm going to kill, oh God, I'm, this is tough because these three are, there's, there's such upsides to all of them as far as like wrestling goes, but yeah, I'm going to have to, God, I'm going to, I'm going to kill Bret Hart. You fucker. Um, I'm going to kill Bret Hart. Um, I'm not going to drop him. It'll be, it'll be. Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm going to kill Brett Hart. That's a mean comment. I'm, oh, you have, no, I have, I have an own heart action figure, but that's another story. Yeah, um, I've seen those videos. <laughs> he doesn't work ladder match as well. Yeah. Um, I'm going to kill Brett Hart. I'm going to, ah, uh, God, I'll have to, I'll have to fuck Kurt Angle. And marry Benoit and end up on a Bowflex machine eventually. See, here you've heard it here, folks. Uh, Pete endorses child murder. <laughs> God damn it! Hope none of my students are listening to this. Um, but yeah, that's that's mine. I yeah, that's that's mine. I will. That's a lot of per, that's a lot of personal look because I'm not. I've never was the biggest Bret Hart fan. I do acknowledge his his excellence of execution, though. I still just that's uh, this way I feel. I'll go uh, fuck Bret Hart, marry Kurt Angle, kill Chris Benoit. Because Kurt Angle had so many interesting character choices and uh, memorable moments. Bret Hart was the same for like almost 10 years straight. Then he turned heel, then he left. So, like, 
Henry Jones says to Indy, you left when you were becoming interesting. And I don't watch WCW, so uh, that's my uh, Nothing interesting happened in WCW for Bret Hart, I can assure you of that. Oh, it was painful to watch that. that yeah, was, they, they, sure. they, they, that was like, we talk about like giant missed opportunities by the Fed and like, you know, dropping the ball. They were handed a fucking golden goose on a silver platter and they dropped the fucking ball from day one. Yeah, let's debut him as a special guest referee, and then and I think the, one of the, the best matches job. he ever, the the best uh, the best match he ever worked was the one maybe with Benoit. Didn't he? Have, but didn't he? I'm trying to think back because he had a. I have to go back and watch it. So we're in the process of rewatching all that stuff right now. I watched WCW to the bitter end, but there was just so much of it that was just you you just couldn't. Yeah, I'd flip back and forth, but there's a lot of shit always, that's hard to watch once you hit 99. Oh man, you know, and that was I. I stuck through it, but man, some of the thunders and stuff like that. It was like, oh, oh, this is painful. You got like Horace Hogan and Stevie Ray fighting over the NWOB team. I mean, you know, there was there were some hidden gems in there, but they were few and far between. Um, God, but when when they when they did it right, like between ninety seven, ninety eight, and yeah, right into ninety nine, and then it just shit the bed. I mean, yep. just big time. Yeah. <clears throat> um, all right. Uh, kill Benoit. Fuck Kurt. Mary Brett. There. I'll be different. All right. Monotony <laughs> says, Dion is my uncle. That's Tony. Monotony. Monotony. <clears throat> Hush up, little girl. There's a lot of cats with that name. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, TLJ Screwjob says, Savage trashing the, trashing the human spider was pretty good. Yeah. And I'm surprised there hasn't and, been calls to cancel that movie or parts of that movie because of the line about, that's a nice outfit. Did your, was it husband or boyfriend make it for did you? Did your husband buy it for you? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Surprised they haven't come after that one. And you got Macho Man delivering one of my favorite lines that I've used a hundred times with fetish hookers. I got you for three minutes, freak show. You know, and... And what's the response usually? Nothing. They're they, gagged. They dial nine one one. It's something like. I, I didn't tell him the safe word. Anyway. Oh Jesus Christ! All right. Now that just got weird. Yeah. Hey, it's uh, fine. Get... It's fine. We're fine. It's all above board. How are you? <laughs> Zombie Box Review says the CGI dog poop in John Wick. My bad. Oh, okay. I was confused. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but now I do. Thank you for the clarification. They had a CGI dog poop in John Wick. Yeah, really? it was in Keanu Reeves' contract. They couldn't just have a dog come and shit on the on, on the lawn? I guess it's like safety reasons. It's cheaper to spend a bunch of money to CGI. Somebody was hired to sculpt dog shit and light dog shit. I can't believe it's a job. Wow. What's your achievement there, Ted, in the industry? Well, I uh, I personally rendered... You know, dog you know the shit in John Wick, the dog shit? That was me. <laughs> it was so... You didn't even notice it was in the picture because it was so well done and so well lit. It really tied that scene together. I made Keanu Reeves look good on that day. Bill, calm down. You're just an editor. 
thank you, though. Uh, Monotony says Palpatine would have released the Epstein client list. <laughs> Jesus. <Oof. laughs> he probably would have, though. Do it. Uh, M pause. This is off topic. One of my favorite South Park scenes is Jimmy taking steroids and getting ripped, beating his girlfriend and breaking down crying, and then the theme to Platoon plays in the background. Uh, Adiago for shut, strings. Shut, 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 shut up, bitch. That's Maxer. I'm right there with M pause. That is one of my favorite South Park scenes. That's actually one of my favorite episodes of South Park. It's called Up, up Down the, Steroid. I, was I up think down it's steroid. Se- I think it's season eight, episode four or five, maybe. Um Yeah, that's a fucking fantastic one. I <laughs> love that episode. Hmm. I need to watch it now. You said it's season eight, episode five? Uh, should be season let's see up the down steroid season eight episode two okay I knew it was season eight because oh because yes yeah, season eight episode one I think is like my, my favorite episode yeah that's my favorite episode of South Park ever, ever. good times with weapons and then the next that. episode after that's the passion of the Jew they had some re- season eight is probably my favorite season of South Park that, that one was fantastic and it's hard to think that it's crazy to think that season eight of South Park was 19 years ago. Oh, shut up. Yeah. Stop it. Um, but yeah, no, that's a good one because Cartman, he, he he makes himself special in order to go compete at the Special Olympics because he thinks he's going <laughs> to yes. have an advantage on all the kids because they're all handicapped and special needs. What he doesn't realize is that he's a fat piece of shit and unathletic in every way, and he ends up losing every fucking event. Um, yeah, they they don't make them like they used to. Adama, thank you very much for your generous super chat, as well as you two, Impulse. Greatly appreciate both. Uh, hello again, everyone. What do you think about uh, L.A. Knight agreeing to rematch with the Miz? Also, who gets traded to Raw for Jay Uso? It's me, Austin. We will press you the button in just a moment, but let's answer those questions. Um. I think it's good to continue the L.A. Knight Miz feud because yeah. you got to give Walter, excuse me, Gunther, some more time with the belt. But I do think L.A. Knight's the guy to take that title off of him. Agreed. And yep. picking up some wins against the Miz is the a good way to do it. You're he needs to build up some wins against some, well, I would say credible people, but in the pantheon of history, decent people. Plus, the Miz is brilliant on the microphone, so gives you some banter back and forth so you can have a program going that way as well can can i just say it was brilliant of la Knight to basically call kevin nash stupid without calling him stupid yes correcting him on that that was uh, and i say this is a huge outsiders fan but i was always more of a scott hall fan but this was brilliant on his part and yeah it, it was great you know if i was an idiot is that what he said? If I was an idiot, I, I just saw a clip of the video. I think somebody posted it in the in the chat, the group chat that we have. Um, it was like a – wasn't it a short of that or something, a reel? It was funny, though, because that was the first time I saw it. I was like, oh, my God, he just made Nash look like a stupid – that was beautiful. That yeah. was beautiful. And accurate, very accurate. <sighs> yes. Uh, also, who Kevin gets Nash got so mad he blew a quad during that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Who gets traded raw for Jey Uso? Um, the uh, 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 Kane. All right, I'd be down with that too. Yeah, I have no idea who they might trade Sammy or Kevin just to fucking screw one of them over. Maybe I don't know. What about you, Pete? Oh God, I have. I have no idea. I'm not really following the the story. Are they still doing the bloodline gimmick? Uh, no, I don't think so. I have no idea what's even going on with that anymore. Like I watched Mania, and after that, it was pretty much. I think we watched SummerSlam, but I kind of I didn't. One of the Usos work Roman for the for the title, and the, didn't both of them turn on him at that point? I can't even remember. I don't. I don't know who's on either roster really. I honestly don't because I don't follow the WWE as close, but I don't know <laughs> who gets traded. Uh, I'm going to guess, honestly, if I want to give you a real answer, I'm going to guess they'll trade somebody like, um, let's see, they're trading him to Raw. Maybe like Rey Mysterio. I mean, what else is there for him to do right now? The LWO, well, he's got to stick with the LWO, so that would ruin that. Um, and you can't break up the Bailey group either. Maybe Grayson Waller, and they'll do that Grayson Waller shit over there, trying to make that guy yeah. a bigger deal. That could work. You know, if they were going to bring back Stables, they brought back the LWO. Why didn't they bring back the Mexicools? Yeah, on their Wandeers. Yeah, there you I'm go. I'm sure Psychosis, Psychosis, and Hoovy aren't doing anything. Super, they're not. Probably free. Yeah, they're they're not doing anything. Yeah, last time I saw Hoobie, he was wrestling Jericho when he was having, like, open challenges for, like, the TNT belt or some shit. Uh, Hoobie's, like, one of the most... I I liked Hoobie, but, God, he was so unsafe in the ring. Oh, yeah. He was fucking crazy. Oh, Lord. He didn't care. Uh, I've worked with guys like that. It's funny. Three of the guys I used to book are in Impact now. I worked worked shows these guys. I used to book them, and they're in Impact. I'm like, I'm kind of happy for them. Kind of happy for him. Um, thank you, Impulse. That was a great question. Uh, Headcase Laboratory says, "Fuck Mary, kill Batman who laughs, Carnage, and Ray Skywalker." Uh, kill Ray Skywalker, and that's pretty much all you need out of that one. But uh, fuck the Batman who laughs and Mary Carnage. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, do the yeah. same one. I hate to, you know, give a repetitive answer because I want to give a better one. But, yeah, I agree with that. Question. Uh, Ray Skywalker, do now, since Daisy Ridley plays the role, do her two twin sisters come with that package deal as stunt doubles? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> because that could drastically affect the uh, outcome of my answer. But, no, I, I have to basically, yeah, like you said, I hate to stay the same. But, yeah, there's really no other options there. Well, uh, Headcase Laboratory, thank you very much for sending that. So, uh, let's check in with the chat one last time before we put this baby to bed. This was a fun show. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Is there anything we missed this week? It's been kind of a weird couple of weeks in terms of uh, the YouTube game and content. So, folks, follow us on Rumble, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram and TikTok to follow WCBS everywhere we go. Uh, we're going to be traveling quite a bit. Um, 
So be on the lookout for that and travel with us. We're going on a journey. And we're going to eventually, maybe starting next week, start talking about how I want to take the channel to Japan in 2025 for Star Wars Celebration. But we got to raise some funds and do some cool stuff. So let's get creative together. But uh, Kendo, you've never been to Japan, correct? No. Well, that was the first time for everything. Yeah, I want to go there because that's where Nintendo World's at. There's one in L.A. It was awesome. Okay, the good Nintendo World. If the one I attended was the bad Nintendo World, then holy shit, I can't wait to see what the good one is because that was my well, it's in California. Ever. So, I mean, there's already some negatives right there. It required me to go to Cal- I would rather fly to Japan to go to Nintendo World than I would drive 10 hours to California to go to Nintendo World. That's fair. But yeah, no, Japan's on the list. I'm already due for a trip to Southeast Asia in a couple years anyway. So there we go. <laughs> uh, Etep, anything else you'd like to say? Um, if uh, if anybody's interested, you can come check out my channel. <laughs> Etep is the place to be reviews. I got, I'm going to do a new Macho Man video tomorrow. Um. I'm not sure what uh, what he'll be reading yet. You'll have to tune in and uh, and find out. Say macho time, say macho channel. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, I got Saturday night's main event this weekend too, uh, with the crew, and uh, we're playing Mario Kart afterwards. And um, yeah, just uh, I got to get some. I got a review of uh, Hell House um, LLC two and three that I've been kind of kicking around. I got to do those. And uh, I'm working on stuff for Halloween. We're doing a different uh, classic pay-per-view watch party every Tuesday in October, which we're going to have fan voting for that. So we're going to watch a different Halloween Havoc every every Tuesday. Uh, And up until then, we're watching Fall Brawls on Tuesdays. So, and, you know, we we stream almost seven days a week. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I got going on. Busy and teaching school and all that fun stuff, too, so. That's that's fun. I got my whistle. You know, I'm like the the gym teacher in Beavis and Butthead. Whoa, Beavis and Butthead. Oh, buzz cut? Prince Vic Except I'm bald, you know. My hair just migrated south. God damn it, boys. Ain't you the kids have been whacking in my tool shed? (laughs) Mr. Anderson. Or Hank, you know. <laughs> or hang I'll sell pro- propane and propane accessories. Damn it, Bobby! It's seven in the morning. Already, right, that boy ain't right. I don't know. Well, I uh, tell you what, we got some more super chats. Uh, first off, uh, we have a nice one from Enrique Vasquez. Fuck Mary Kill franchise Mario Zelda Metroid. Oh, mm. killing Ze- killing killing Metroid because. That's my least favorite of the three. Oh, fuck Mario, Mary Zelda. Uh, Pete? God damn it, Kendo. You and that's hard. My mind. That, I, I, was never, I was never much of a Metroid fan, so killing Metroid is easy for me, but the choice between Mario and Zelda yep. is that's hard. a very difficult one, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to have... God... I'll, I'll I'll fuck Zelda and marry Mario, just so I can hear him say it's a me. I don't know. 
I hate to kill Metroid because I have a newfound respect for it. I play it quite a bit now, especially uh, Metroid on the Wii. Not on the Wii, on the Switch. Excuse me, I did buy Metroid on the Wii. But I sadly have to kill it because Mario is one of my favorite franchises. I had so many good memories as a kid, and I'm going to fuck that one. But Zelda is one I'm going to marry because Zelda is the game franchise that when that comes out, I stop. Kendo knows we both got Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, and we were both, you know hooked so tears of the kingdom is the highlight of my year personally mm-hmm. yeah when a zelda new zelda game comes out my life ends socially spiritually responsibility wise for a while because it's like i need to focus on getting everything i can out of this game and dragging it out so i don't beat it right away and then fucking ruin my day so you haven't completed it yet Actually, no. I still haven't even. I haven't played Tears of the Kingdom in two months. It's easily been two months. I don't think I've. I don't think I've touched it since before. Uh, yeah, when we left to go back to Missouri in July, the day before we left, I am up to the point where my last thing to do is fight Ganondorf, and I have not turned my switch on since then. <laughs> if you can't figure out. Like, when I say that I'm busy, that should explain to you how busy my life has become in the last few months. I don't even have time. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm here with the gear. But uh, yeah, I just, you told me that the boss fight takes an hour. And I'm like, I just don't have an hour to sit aside to do that final fight. I've been meaning to. There's been times where I've come home like, "Ah, I've got a couple hours. Maybe, Maybe I can finish, you know, Tears of the Kingdom. And then I'm like, no, because I need to do that. But no, I have to read all this shit and type up a forum post or I got to grade these tests or I have to sit here and just think about how I'm not at work. So there's a lot of stuff. But I'll try to get it finished soon. Maybe after football season ends. Fair. Adama, thank you very much for your uh, generous super chat. He says... Sorry, I made a mistake. I meant to say uh, who gets traded to SmackDown for Jay going to Raw. Also, I heard that it will be Cody Rhodes, so he gets another shot at Roman Reigns. Huh. I mean, that would be a way to avoid having to have Cody win the Rumble again. But then you're painted into the box of the Rumble winner having to fight for the top. So, yeah, it's tough to decide. I'm still going to get traded to SmackDown. I'm still going to say that they'll probably – I think they'll move Sami Zayn over there just because they want to try to rekindle some of that bloodline magic that has faded hard in the last couple of months. What about you, Pete? Do you have anything else to add? That the, I have to say, like, the bloodline angle, I can see a little bit of the attraction of it at one point. But what killed it was that 40-minute promo on, I think it was like, was it the thousandth episode of Raw when they came out for the first, like, 35 to 40 minutes of the show and cut that promo. They're just all sitting in the ring. I was like, oh, my God. I, I can't do this. That 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 just killed the whole thing for me. I I just lost after that. I was like, I, I no longer care. Yeah, I just, it's been years since Roman Reigns has really lost a, match legit i don't like those kind of championships i don't like those kind mm-hmm. of reigns I, they're boring to me i like to be on the edge yep. of my seat anybody could do it there's a lot of guys fighting for the top 
the Roman Reigns matches are, Roman Reigns matches are slow and kind of repetitive. They all end the same way. So. Yep. Thank you, Adama, for that though. Uh, Xavier DeGod says Blue Mountain State is on Tubi. It's thirteen episodes each for three seasons, and has a movie to watch after the show. Well, there you go. Go over to Tubby and get it. I'm going to have to check it out. Oh. I will too. Tubi's actually one of my favorite streaming things because it doesn't cost anything, and they've always and there's always like wonderful little gems on there. I think I have it on the Roku. I have it on the Roku, and I think I have it on my sex box. I still haven't hooked mine up. Uh, but Xavier to God, uh, we'll check it out, Kendo. If we both get a chance to watch it, maybe we'll turn it into something on Patreon. Who knows? Uh, yes. I, I'm trying to think. When the hell can I watch it? Uh, we'll try to watch an episode sometime in the next week. Cool. So, unless the audience has anything else they want to say to us, uh, guys, I'll ask you one last time before we go. Anything else you want to say? Um, no. Uh, free AO. <laughs> uh, for Thank Dion, who had to uh, step away. Thanks for having me on again. And uh, this has been, it's been a blast, man. It's been a blast. I appreciate it. Uh, it's our pleasure having you, man. You always add a lot to the show. Folks, remember, if you want more of Etep Wakuyan, you know to go to the Place to Be Reviews here on YouTube. He's got a great channel with a lot of fun content, and it was a blast having him on tonight. So, Adama, what was your button again? I'm glad you said, don't forget my button. Oh, yeah, it's me, Austin. That's the button you wanted. So, I uh, will use this to close out the show, folks, and then we'll uh, hit our regular outro. So, until next time, folks, be smart, be safe, be cool, but always be excellent to each other. Dot com. Who's that Pokemon? It's dead. Who's that Pokemon? Who's that Pokemon? It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. Nice shooting, son. What's your name? Chat rolling before the uh, Robocop outro could play. From our friend Enrique. Enrique says, Fuck, Mary kill. Zelda, uh, A Link to the Past, Ocarina of Time, and Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, um... God, those are three of the best ones, too. Um, uh, process of elimination says kill link to the past. Fuck Ocarina of Time and Mary Tears of the Kingdom due to recency bias. Hmm. And you're not just saying that because that's what I think? No. Okay. But that's fair. Uh, Pete, have you played these games? I've played A Link to the Past. That is the only one I've played out of these. You never played Ocarina of Time? No. Nope. Um, I have not, sir. I just started playing A Link to the Past on the Switch when I downloaded the Super Nintendo games. Damn, you there. suck at life. 
I do. I do. I'm too busy doing Macho Man impressions. Well, there you go. And that's something you can do is you can play Ocarina of Time and narrate it as Macho Man. <laughs> and then after you hey, shoot look, your vocal this... cords, then, you know, you'll appreciate how great of a game it is. <laughs> yeah, it's bad enough doing uh, doing a 30-second to one-minute short of that little narrating an entire game, man. That's <laughs> Macho all right well uh folks we gave you our answer so thank you for watching be smart be safe be cool but always be excellent to each other eat dick, eat dick.